Welcome, Guardians. It's October 16th and 17th, 2016, and you're... Hey, did you guys hear that? I said the right dates. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. Um, you're listening to Ghost Stories, a Destiny podcast. This is episode 41. Tonight, we're finishing up our look at Destiny's first expansion, The Dark Below. Uh, we're, talk- we're taking a look at the missions and quests that introduced us to key characters like Eris Morn, the first Crota Fire team, uh, greatly expanded the, the mythology of Tolan the Shattered and helped set the stage and define our initial experience with the Hive, especially uh, on Earth, since you know, we encounter them for the first time, but it's the first time in a long time, or it's not the first time, or I don't know. There's there's some confusing lines in there. I still I'm still trying to understand. But <laughs> so uh, anyway, I am X-ray four four one, and with me tonight I've got Drop Slash. How's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Sort of just the weekly bounties have been keeping me busy with Shiro. So many times I'll run into Archon's Forge and nobody will be there. So. I heard a, I heard a trick with that. Whenever you're you going, slow walk, yeah, slow walk down that hallway or crouch walk, or come in from the other side from the Warrens. Oh, so you know that? Okay, yeah. yeah I, just, I never. There's nothing I can tell you that you don't already know. I will usually uh, start uh, a forge encounter by myself as long as I do not have a perfected offering. But when I started this week, I had a perfected servitor offering, which oof. is ridiculous to try and solo. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a rough one. Uh, and then I've just been edging factions, waiting for the weekly reset. Nice. Yeah, because they're about to bump up the light level, right? Correct. Yeah. And we also have tonight, Sherbert Pop. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah, speaking of Archons, had a busy week with Archons Forge. I think we had, I uh, was playing with uh, my boyfriend. We ran into Archons and there was like four other people there. Nice. It was great. We we would have done, we would have been in there for half an hour at least. Just everyone was everyone was fighting over the console to stick things in. It was <laughs> whoa, awesome. whoa whoa yeah I know <laughs> whoa whoa yeah um, yeah no everyone everyone was like pushing to get to the console to um to activate their uh, offerings and it was awesome. <laughs> we just kept we just kept going because I kept getting them. Everyone kept getting them like each round so we went for like half an hour before they just left so we didn't even run out uh, at the end nice. of all that but the That's thing cool. is we didn't get our our, our weekly dregs <laughs> until yesterday oh, no. because we didn't get any dregs we got every possible thing except we have like one dregs <laughs> the whole time <laughs> like are you kidding me of all the things not to drop <laughs> the one we need <sighs> anyway of but course. we had lots of, of fun course. it was like archon i feel like um uh, with this increased sort of drop rate of the things, Archons is more like what I expected it to be. So You've got to be so vigilant, though. This is the one problem I've encountered. I love Archons Forge. It's super fun. But what I find is that like, if you're not super vigilant about either using a third-party app to get rid of your blue engrams or break breaking down your greens like as soon as you get them, you will just fill up your Postmaster so fast. Then you'll yeah. start losing legendary items because you keep getting nudged out of your postmaster. Yeah, yeah. You set item manager on farming mode or whatever, and yep, it doesn't work for me because I don't have any space in my vault. <laughs> I I don't anymore. I'm saving all my engrams right now. But <laughs> yeah, well, so that was fun. Yeah. 
Last but not least, we've got uh, Gabble Ratchet. What's going on, man? Hey, not too much. Um, yeah, I played a lot of Destiny like early in the week, and then I haven't really played in the last few days. Um, played some Fallout today. Broke my game screwing around with mods. <laughs> um, <laughs> Psychedelic plans. Yeah. Everything got a little crazy, but I think I saved it, so my save file is not ruined, which I was going to be really upset about. Um now, other than that, I'm just looking forward to Tuesday, uh, hard mm-hmm. mode, and yeah, ready for the the grind to really kick back in. I, I had like zero motivation to grind hard enough to level past 385. I was just like, eh. So yeah, I've been the same yeah. way. <laughs> I'm 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 glad that uh, with with everything the cap officially going up to 400 and and hard mode coming out, it'll be something to. Something to peck away at again. And ghosts, ghosts and artifacts in Archon's Forge. That's huge. Wait, that's happening? That's happening. It was in the patch notes that, that, that they're happening. now adding up to oh. level 400 ghosts and artifacts will drop in Archon's Forge. Jeez. So, wow. So, yeah. That is fantastic. That's going to be amazing. Although I've got to well, say, Iraq Jalal has been so good to me these past two weeks. <laughs> I have walked away with like perfect rolls on class items and he gave me like a 386 ghost and he's just been feeding me exactly what i need so i, I feel I feel like my loyalty to dead orbit has paid off a bit <laughs> of course right nice. now i'm rank 150 something so Jeez. holy moly <laughs> so think, he owes me i think i'm 27 <laughs> that's crazy so well i uh yeah, well, i had a fun weekend um, I, uh, I mentioned this last episode and have been, uh, kind of pushing this a little bit over the past couple months since I found out about it, but, uh, the Destiny Reset podcast had a meetup here in Missouri, a couple hours for me, so I, uh, made the drive on Saturday morning and hung out with the, the Derp fam, so I got to meet Arrow Knight and, uh, Hidden and, uh, man, them, them tattoos, uh, Gosh, there was a ton of people there, and I just had a great time. We hung out and, and barbecued, and uh, then went back to uh, Scorio's house and had like we had three Playstations and three Xboxes hooked up, wow. and we had two groups. <clears throat> uh, we had a group running trials on each one, and uh, man, it was it was fun. It was just That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we had had such a good time. It was. I mean, I was there. I I was there most of the day. I got got down to where it was at around eleven, and then headed home uh, about eight o'clock that night. Uh, but it just it went by so fast, and you know there were there were people from uh, Florida and Wisconsin and Tennessee and Virginia, and I mean people drove a long way to come to this thing, and it was it was totally worth it. So they're already, you know, it, it was kind of like the the hype right after destiny con you know like gabble had he's like oh man we got to get ready we got to start planning for next year and that's what they're already doing they're like okay we got to plan next year's meetup but <laughs> but i just want to say thanks to those guys for one including me and letting me come down and, and hang out and, and it was a great time uh i i it was it was so much fun just to meet listeners and people that i listen to in person and that i interact with on twitter and and in game uh somewhat frequently 
uh it just it was it was amazing it was it was a great time so thanks guys and uh can't wait for wait for next year yeah did so. anybody get drunk and do backflips in the front yard um no if not then destiny con was still better okay yeah <laughs> and he knows well, you know what, what though Secret there were shout out. like like hidden hidden got there like thursday night so he was there from thursday until sun or from yeah thursday night until sunday yeah and there were some other guys that all got in friday and left sunday um, I was one of the few that just did the the day trip because I lived close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the night I was there, um, when I left, they had just ordered pizzas and uh, a few people looked like they were about to pass out on the couch. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, no, I don't I don't know what happened after I left. But while we were there, we had a good time. Awesome. So excellent, excellent. Um, we have some. Other stuff going on. Who wants to talk about this whole uh, screenshot contest business? Oh, you mean the one we didn't have because we were just trying to get Twitter followers? <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Yeah, that guy. Man. That did happen. <laughs> that happened. But uh, no, well, we got we, we have five winners. Uh, in fact, I mean, we have a... So these, I'm going to post all the winners on the website. So by the time you hear this, they'll already be up and you can take a look at the, the winning entries and then we'll have a link off to everybody who entered. So you can take a look and judge for yourself. Uh, but these are our top five, not chosen by us, chosen by uh, the lovely folks who are offering up uh, the, what is it? The Union Union of Light is the... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was Jer Jer B and daughter Judy. Yes. Uh, had a. They were at. Where were they at? What they go to? Comic Con. Pax. Pax. That's right. Pax. And they ended up with like, like five extra codes. So, uh, they donated those and and put on this entire thing in our name. They said, Hey, would you guys help promote this? We're like, Sure. So to the guy who said that we were doing this contest, we weren't doing this contest at all. It was someone else completely. And <laughs> yeah, we sort uh, of just facilitated it. <laughs> yeah, and we just yeah. So so hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's let's <laughs> go let's go through the let's go through the winners real quick. Who do we who do we got? This you first mean, one, man, is this, gonna make everyone say it, this is rigged. It's an inside yeah. job right here. Uh, he you know what though, this guy though, he try he's a try hard when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> wow. You know? I'm just saying, after this episode gets li- goes live, I'm going to get no more than, I'm going to say five joking, joking, I'll, I'll clarify, but joking messages that, that this contest was rigged. All right. So that, this is in no particular order. These are just sort of the name. I pulled these names off the list and just plugged them in here. So the first is Captain Nepotism. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean ca- cap- <laughs> Captain Kex. <laughs> and his Dex, entry is called number Kung, one Fu, fan. Kung Fu in the Clean Room. <laughs> Winner number two was BK Spleen, which is a view from the top, which is, I believe, way up at the top of Phil Winter's Peak. Our punching, punching titan, titan from herself. across the pond. Yeah. 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 BK. Nice. I don't know how to say this next one. Um, ooh. Maximus. 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 Wait, these are, these are usually the ones I say, right? Do it. Go yeah, for go it. Go for it. Maximus. Sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's how I would say it. There's that option. Well, I wasn't sure. <laughs> like, I was looking at it. So, it's Maxim and then U.S. or Maximum Usher Center or Maximus, <laughs> like Maximus from Gladiator, and then... Maximus. And then Hector. Or Maxim. Maximus Hector. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That, there Anyways, you go. That's probably <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Their entry was called uh, Looking Forward with a New Friend. It's with one of the wolves on Felwinter's Peak. 
Uh, next is Reign of South. I this I think this one is one of my favorites. Uh, beat them with their own armor. It's an awesome shot of the axe out in uh, Archon's Keep, I believe. And the last one is the real E. coli 13, uh, Young Wolf <laughs> Live from Archon's Forge. <clears throat> so those are the five winners. Their, your codes will be on their way shortly. Uh, we are not facilitating the distribution of codes. That will be uh, the folks who ran this contest. But they'll all be featured on the website, and you can go and take a look uh, for yourself, as I said, uh, along with all the other entries. So congratulations to our winners on the Union of Light screenshot contest. Yeah, congratulations. And sorry, Maximus, for X-ray. Yeah, I. It was just it. <laughs> it just looks that way. But now that you said Maximus Hector, it actually kind of makes sense. So, all right, what are we moving on to now? We've got some. Uh, well, what's this here? There's two things. One is yeah. our Slack chat was crazy this week, <laughs> and I don't know if it's because we took two weeks off or because the dark below struck a chord with a bunch of people or we're just like pardon the pun reopening cans of worms with a lot of this content <laughs> but man it was on on fire on twitter and slack just tons and tons of questions and theories and uh the two biggest ones really were a la cool we in the last episode we asked how did a la cool get from the moon back to the dreadnought with an entire army to march against crota and Oryx. Oryx, yes, sorry. Uh, and we do just like a million different theories on how this could have happened and what the timeline looked like and getting things sorted out and if, if Varrock is Varrock and just, it was nuts. Uh, and then a lot of conversations about Toland. And my, I think my view of Toland is becoming less and less popular. Like, you know, and... <laughs> I have a lot of people coming at me with he's a bad guy and he's totally not. <laughs> he just did bad things. He didn't even do that bad of things. <laughs> well No, like, this is my this is my big argument this is my big argument all week is that if the first Crota fire team had gone down you know, against Crota without Toland, it would have ended the same. They all would have died. So the only thing Toland did was he made Ariana's death worth it, like gave her her dying light some purpose. Uh, and Eris survived because of Toland. Uh, if he hadn't have been there, they all would end up like Veltarlo. Dead, dead before <laughs> well, they made inside. We would have as well. Correct. Yeah. And so and then moving forward, you know, we have Toland guiding us all through the Taken King. You know, by his own words, smuggling back nightmare arcana and all kinds of fun stuff. So there's still tons of questions that can be asked there. There's tons of unknown things, but Tolan's not a villain. He's he he knows how to. He wasn't just making an like making an omelet with his broken eggs. He was like creating an entire breakfast buffet. So I can't fault him for that. It's <laughs> an interesting so anyway. way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you say that, but when I was at the when I was at the uh, the meetup this weekend, you know, I had a couple guys come up to me and say, "Man, I love the the newest episode because I'm not a year one player and I didn't play, you know, the Dark Below at least through all that stuff." And it was just really cool to hear about all that and a lot of the 
old exotic armor. They love those episodes too because they, you know, they're guns that they didn't have and didn't know how much they changed and all the different stuff that went on with them. So it was really nice to hear that, like I said, face to face. You know, we get good, we get great, great reviews and stuff. But when they started talking about the Dark Below episode and about the the exotics episodes and saying how much they learned from because they weren't uh, year one players, it was it was kind of kind of fun. So that could be something else too. You know, if we have a, we have a lot of I'm sure we have a lot of, of newer players that never experienced what we have. So they're, they're going to dig this episode then. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so. All, All right. right. Before we get into it though, I got some corrections. Yes. So I misspoke last episode about the the branches of hive. I reversed <laughs> the hidden swarm uh, and the spawn of Crota, the yellow and red dudes. It might have been easier just to say you were colorblind than to answer all the people that had to point that out. Well, speaking of colors, <laughs> I decided that as we go into this and as we go further with the show, as we get into, you know, what we're dip back into Taken King and House of Wolves and Rise of Iron, let's let's set all these divisions of Hive out uh, straight so we know who we're talking about, where they are. So when we mention them later on the show, you'll have a better idea about who they are. So this corrections section is actually going to be expanded, and we're going to talk about hive sex. Sects. <laughs> Get it out of your head. I mean, we will later when we talk about Omnigool, but that's not <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, so these are the known branches of hive. So we have the Hidden Swarm. These are the dudes that you see everywhere. Uh, the Hidden Swarm are basically the primary military force of the Hive, as far as we know. Uh, they're identified by their red coloring. Uh, on Earth, they're sort of the, this advanced invasion force. They're the first Hive that we encounter. Uh, they're the first Hive, which is in the Dark Within, that third story mission we talked about last episode. They're the dudes who are, or the Hive, they're outside on the moon, like the defensive line uh, that lead into the tunnels and the Hellmouth and things like that. Uh, their grimoire reads, <clears throat> Mind the cracks and crevices of the moon. There is an army in their shadows. That's Ikora Ray. <clears throat> Boiling from the wounded surface of the moon, the hidden swarm is the hive's outermost line of defense, a numberless legion that repels intruders before they breach the temples and shrines of the vast hive fortress. Uh, got some, some notable hidden swarm uh, members here. Uh... Uh, Gotra Earspawn, we talked about her uh, last episode. Uh, Cranox the Graven, uh, he's the Keeper of Secrets. He's He appears in the World's Grave mission. He's got his own little grimoire entry here. Um, they're Keeper of Secrets. <clears throat> Cranox the Graven is said to be the Keeper of the World's Grave, a vast repository chronicling the Hive's history of interstellar conquests. Every world they have devoured, every life they have eradicated, every enemy they've faced... Defeating Cranox and cracking the secrets of the world's grave can provide the city with the keys to unraveling the Hive's true goals, their ultimate plans for Earth. Uh, we have Mormuth Zolspawn. We talked about her. We have the four Swarm Princes, Banek, Dakur, Garok, and Merok. We talked about them last episode. Uh, worth noting, the Swarm Princes are not members of the blood of oryx they are members of the hidden swarm this man speaking of besides tolan and ala cool the other big topic last week was 
the sword of Crota. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and who made it and how they made it and was it the real sword and how did it get there? Why does it disappear? Like, it was just... Why doesn't it have a cool name? Yeah. So, here we have... So, we, we talked about it last episode that the Swarm Princes guarded and potentially created that sword... And they are members of the Hidden Swarm, not the Blood of Oryx and not the Spawn of Crota. Uh, Then we have Telthor, the Unborn. Uh, He is the first sort of major ogre we fight uh, in... What is it? Not World's Grave. We're going to talk about a hundred thousand times Chamber of Night. Uh, So we have his grimoire. And this is kind of important because we're going to be talking about ogres coming up soon too. If you see an ogre, you know you've, you're close to something the hive values. The unborn are those ogres who have yet to be given the honor of a summoning. Brute enforcers with a singular hunger for destruction, the unborn serve the will of their greater hive overlords. These ogres that display loyalty and strength will be called in for an agonizing ritual that earns them the title Reborn. Telthor, protector of the Chamber of Night, is kept hungry and chained, awaiting the moment when an interloper breaks open the chamber and threatens the Hive's hateful ambitions. But I thought not even Oryx could control an ogre. Unless it was taken. Unless it's taken. Well, that's why they keep him chained up and hungry. Yeah, but they serve the will of their greater Hive overlords. Mm, Well, Crotas do. And technically, what's her name from the Court of Orcs controls all the ogres. So, but no, I agree. Yeah, that is a bit of a. <laughs> also, anybody clash. with what's the uh, the memory of? Is it Teemer? Yeah, you can punch <laughs> an, ogre. an ogre and make it your buddy. Totally make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard uh, ogres are good for that one actually. Because um, they're, they're tanky and they're, they act like meat shields. You can sort of hide behind them. And they also wipe everything out. Also, it's not it's not hard to punch one either. Correct. You just run up. I've and yelled at several people over the last couple of weeks who use Teamer and smack a uh, um oh my gosh a shank at Axis, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm just getting shot because their shank was on our team, and so I couldn't hurt it for a while. I'm like, really? <laughs> they haven't. Two nights ago in a strike, we were just doing heroic strikes, and my brother punched something and didn't realize he was wearing memory of Teamer. <laughs> we spent the next, like, 30 seconds emptying his gun into, like, a dreg. It was like, why won't this dreg die? <laughs> He's like, oh, wait, I have Teamer on. And the whole time the dreg is just like, why don't you love me? Yeah, exactly. Varrock <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a U is part of the Hidden Swarm, and Zyor the Unwed. Let's talk about Zyor the Unwed for a minute. Uh-oh. Nope, we're not going to do it. No. <laughs> okay. Dodged one. He's a member of the Hidden Swarm. That's all That's all we're saying. Okay, the second major faction of Hive is the Spawn of Crota. Their grimoire reads, Crota's spawn will stuff out the world of light, and Oryx's coming shall be unfettered. That's Osiris. Yeah. Heralds of a dark future led by the champion of a long-forgotten king, Crota and his legions once banished us from our own moon. Now we fear they are rising again to claim the earth. <clears throat> so this branch of Hive is totally devoted to serving Crota. Uh, 
complete his will by conquering Earth or wherever else he tells them to conquer. And they're ad- identified by their yellow coloring. In the base game, they are occasionally encountered in the Hellmouth, but then they play an enormous role in the dark below as they increase their activities on Earth, uh, including the revival of their master, Crota. <clears throat> and we're going to talk about a lot of these names in this episode, so I'm just going to go through them real quick. Uh, Eyes of Crota, Hand of Crota, Heart of Crota, Might of Crota, Will of Crota, uh, Fist of Crota. <laughs> uh, but then Fogoth, the Untamed, which makes total sense, uh, as he is down in the summoning pits. And his grimoire reads, the summoning tempers their rage, but... First, that rage must be stoked. Fogoth's presence in the summoning pits reveals yet another of the hive's depraved designs, a ritual of rebirth where an ogre's ravenous hunger and violence is honed and given purpose. We know from the Books of Sorrow episodes that Crota was devoted to creating a branch of ogres that were not controlled uh, by, I keep forgetting her name, she's the tier three Court of Oryx boss. Um, who has the giant Kagor? Is that Kagor? Who controls all the ogres? Yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Is it Kagor or Baula? One of those two. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. In any case, Crota was decided that he thought that was complete crap, so he was going to make his own ogres. So. Ogres that fall under spawn of Crota generally don't. Uh, or at least his to command us, so far as we know. Uh, and then Kegor we ha- is the, the wizard that's immune until you kill the ogre. That's right? her, yeah. Okay, yes. So there you go. She controls all the ogres except for Crota's branch of ogres, as far as we know. So that includes Fogoth. That also includes Gulrot the Unclean. Uh, this is the dude in the prison of elders, uh, created by the Worm Keepers. So we've got a little bit of backstory on them and a little bit of grimoire. So uh, the sect of the Worm Keepers belong to what appears to be the Hidden Swarm, though, along with the acolytes who appear in that arena. Uh, so maybe they picked one of Crota's thrall that they had with them to create Gulrot because they knew it was like a weird experiment that they couldn't do properly. Uh, the wretched knight that appears in Prison of Elders is also part of the Hidden Swarm uh, and linked to the Worm Keepers. <clears throat> and the Worm Keepers read, uh, They who walk as bone would walk upon your bones. As the Worm Keepers wrestled for control of the spirit broods within the Prison of Elders, it was the wretched knight that they turned to as their enforcer. The Worm Keepers solidified their hold over the wretched knights by promising the spoils of the light. After growing weary of the Awoken, the newly arrived Guardians have finally secured their loyalty. Uh, so it very much seems like the Keepers of the Worm, or the Worm Keepers, were a bunch of hidden swarm that were captured, but there were some other random ones tossed in there with them, including some of the spawn of Crota, and so they did an unclean summoning ritual and created Gulrot out of some poor Crota thrall. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Another dude we're going to talk about a lot on this show, Urzok the Hated. Oh. Uh, I'll read his grimoire here, but we're going to, we'll talk more about him later on in this show. Uh, by pleasing their gods, the hive can carve scars on the fabric of our realm, Tolan the Shattered. Among the lesser hive, there is no higher honor than that of the Hated. Not all can be hallowed, fewer still gods, but there can 
but they all do their part to smite the light. The hated, though, holds a unique place among the hive. It is a singular position, only ever one, and the emerald marrow on its blade is not from combat, but the ritualistic execution of those the wizards have deemed forsaken. It's going to play a big part in what we're going to talk about later. Uh, and then I have Lokar on this list, because Lokar is yellow. She's a member of the Court of Oryx. She's the one who disappears and reappears. And I have this note here that Lokar has a pretty raw history with Crota. Uh, we talked about that quite a bit when we talked the Court of Oryx. Uh, she is yellow, though, means she could have originated as spawn of Crota before being sort of taken in by Oryx into the court and protected from Crota. So. Pun not intended. Yeah. She's not taken. She's just yellow. Uh, I'm going to skip down to the Blood of Oryx because they appear quite a bit. So the Blood of Oryx. A huge number of the Hive worship Oryx the Taken King, but the Blood of Oryx act as his direct servants. They're the sort of like maroon. They're like dark blood or purplish red. Uh, Found in the Skywatch. Uh, they protect Omnigul. We'll talk about that. Uh, and they're the primary force we encounter aboard the Dreadnought. So they have their own grimoire entry, and it reads, <clears throat> They are the shadow of an unknown master, harbingers of a power beyond anything we've faced. It's Master Rahul. Research into the ciphers and runes of the Hive leads the Cryptarchs to believe the Hive sects all serve one great master. The blood of Oryx are feared to be his direct servants, uh, the name Oryx appears many times in Hive Rituals, or too many times in Hive Rituals to be ignored. And we obviously know now that Oryx is a real person uh, and is on his way. Or now is on his way out, I guess we should say, leaving <laughs> leaving his car parked at Saturn. Uh, we got a whole bunch here that all sort of make sense. This first one, Celebrant of Oryx, was the name I forgot last episode, is the guy who hangs out in front of the RAS-2 bunker. <laughs> who in vanilla Not to be trifled with yeah he would mess you up like even when our level cap is 32 i think this guy was level 40 or something like that so he's no joke uh obviously crota son of oryx is the blood of oryx uh sardok the eye of oryx uh, this is the guy in the uh shrine of oryx who i said don't confuse with sardon uh, he's got his own grimoire entry. I'm not going to read all these. Ekthar, Sword of Oryx. This is the guy you have to defeat uh, in the Asylum for the Sword Reforged quest. Uh, you can actually see him in the, one of the opening cutscenes for the Taken King because he has a very unique eye placement uh, on his helmet or carapace or whatever it is. Uh, Thraku, the Warden of Oryx, or the three Wardens that guard Alakul the Darkblade during the Sword Reforged quests. Uh, Thraku is the Sword Knight, then there's the Boomer Knight, and then there's a Taken Knight, so presumably they are all members of the Blood of Oryx. Uh, Urox, the Flame Prince from Prison of Elders, <laughs> also called the Scion of Oryx. Uh, it's not revealed what sect Urox actually belongs to, but given that his title is Scion of Oryx, it's assumed that he is the Blood of Oryx. Thalnok, fanatic of Crota, is... Which, I mean, oh. I know. Uh, the protector of the will, we're going to talk about that poor guy. Uh, 
Interesting one, Malak. Uh, if you get killed by Malak, it will say Blood of Oryx uh, as his faction. So we know that Malak was originally the spawn of Savathun, but he's now considered to be uh, the Blood of Oryx, probably because he's taken at this point. But there you go. And then Warpriest, Golgoroth, Ir-Anuk, Ir-Halak, and the Light Ear Ogres, which all makes total sense. And that is the Blood of Oryx, and we'll talk about them more later in this episode. Then there's these three that don't appear very often, uh, and one that doesn't appear at all so far, but let's cover them real quick. So then we have the Silent Brood. They're found only on the Dreadnought and only in the prison areas like the Asylum, the Founts, and the Hanging Crypts. These are the Turquoise guys. Uh, they're the main hive faced during the Sunless Cell Strike, and potentially they oversee all the Dreadnought's dungeons, although they could be the spawn of Alakul and Varrock, but there's no way to confirm that. Uh, and the Thrall that attack under the command of Varrock and the Dark Within are the Hidden Swarm. Uh, Vor worth pointing out, Vorlog... Uh, is a member of the Silent Brood. So, what a chump. <laughs> Good old Vorlog. Yeah, I was just, I was wondering, is he, because I, I remember the Silent Brood as being like a pastel blue-gray, not a turquoise, but it could just be the, the room I remember them in. I don't know. I have pictures I took from when you first sort of encounter them, and, and they're quite a, a light blue I thought Vorlog was more of a, a beetle shell green. Well, he he always has a shield around him too. Well, so. when you pop his shield, it could just be like this. Could just be me with the lighting because it's more of a white lighting in that room and in the Court of Oryx, it's all very sort of matrix greenwashed. Green That's true. So yeah, they do weird filters on lights. That's why Ingrams look the wrong color sometimes. Yeah, oh, so it could man. be that. I I just thought they were different. I I never made the connection that Vorlog is the Silent Brood. Speaking of Android I think all hive look the same, so. <laughs> Racist. Yeah, that's <laughs> Racist. Uh, that drives me crazy, that lighting. If you do, I always do, when I'm farming exotic engrams, I do it on the last phase of the Heart of the Garden mission. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And the lighting there makes blue engrams look gray. It makes green engrams look yellow. So, like, you'll take out one of those those huge ultra vex and an engram will <laughs> drop like, and be like yes and you'll run over and it's green yeah <laughs> yeah i do that some certain things are killing uh the take the taken zealots in certain places and i'm like oh i got an exotic i got oh no wait, it's just the reciprocal oh, I can't. <laughs> oh that, that, <laughs> that stupid white thing it's washed yeah. all yellow and you're kind of like excited and i oh, don't know disappointment that's the Silent yeah. Brood. Uh, when you get killed by Alakul, there is... I don't believe there's any faction that he's associated with. So who knows where Alakul came from, although he is considered the adopted son of Oryx. Then we have the Venom of Oryx. Uh, this is one of two branches of Hive that were revealed in the Destiny Brady st strategy guide. Uh, but they only show up in one area of the game, and that's in the first firewall. Uh, they're gray in color. Uh, these are the guys when you're down in the Seraphim Vault 
when you have to pay attention to the order that the regular hive and taken hive come in at because that's the code <sighs> later. Yeah. These knights, these hive knights are part of the venom of Oryx. They're pretty much the only place they appear. Uh, and it says, it's worth knowing that Malak means my poison in hive. So, And Oryx gave him that name. So I don't know if there's an association, but you have a good note here, Sherp, about... Yeah, the uh, the hood of Malok, the the helmet, um, it's sort of armor around the edges. You see it on the neck is kind of a bright red. It's not quite the uh, the hidden swarm red. I, I I kind of maybe it's like the uh, the scarlet brood sort of one, but I don't know. I kind of assumed that was Savathun's color because it looked different. Because it's not the color that you see on Malok in the game. Mm-hmm. It's just on the helmet. And so, I don't know, that list led me to believe maybe this is what he looked like before being half takenified. I don't know. It was just a Takenated. Li- yeah, takenated. That, yeah, that, <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> before being takenated. Token. Uh, maybe that was his, like, original look or pre-Oryx. I don't know, because it's just not a color I, I see on him. And I have tried to look. Well, so, you just mentioned the Scarlet Brood as well. Yes. We so this is... A branch of hive that appears nowhere in the game. <laughs> uh, but it is quite possible that, yeah, that maybe those are Savathun's hive colors. We don't know. Yeah, because that led me to the to believe, like, okay, so Scarlet Brood was mentioned but never in the game. And, like, if if this is very speculative, like, t- spinfoil hat, everything. Um, <laughs> if Spinfoil bodysuit. Yeah, a spinfoil hood of Malok. But um, if his like the scarlet, if he is the scarlet brood armoring, and that's Savathun's color, then maybe there's plans for Savathun's things to be more prevalent in the game, or there was plans. I don't know. Just that's my that's my spin foil sort of thought process. It's not actually a theory or anything, but just yeah. thought if it was mentioned and that is her color, maybe there was plans, or there will be plans for the, them to be more involved. Yeah, that makes sense. Which makes sense from the point of what we know of Savathun, I think. Yes. Um, for her to just pop out of nowhere and have it be a plan all along sort of thing. Surprise! <laughs> you thought I was Eris. <laughs> I was trying not to mention Eris. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. That's okay. And even now, the hive that we encounter sort of like in the tree club bunker in Rise of Iron, they're pretty much all hidden swarm. We don't encounter any super unique uh, hive at this point. So, I th- isn't that ogre a funny color, though? From the Wretched Eye? I don't remember. He doesn't have a face. Yeah, he, he's got no face, so it's hard to tell. Mm. <laughs> we can just ask the Fallen. <laughs> all right. Or maybe we should be looking at uh, at the other guy's gun since it's made out of his face. It's all purple. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's jump down in the notes here to so that's that's hive. That's the branches of hive. We're mostly going to be talking about the blood of Oryx and the spawn of Crota uh, for the rest of this episode. Although I do like I do like the silent brood. I like their colors. Anyway. Dark Below, part two, starts here. Uh, We're talking about two huge missions that happened after the main quest, after the Awakening is over. 
and it seems like one of these is still available and one of them is not. So we're going to lay out a whole bunch of content that was only apparently available to the original Dark Below players and things you can still encounter in the game right now. Uh, and hopefully we can give some context to those. So the first one here is the extermination. Kota's soul may be defeated, but his armies remain. See to their extermination. Eris Morn. Uh, some other quotes here. They're all here on earth. I can feel them. His eyes who watch our worlds for him. The hands whose grasp on earth must be unbound. The heart who ceases at nothing to bring Crota back. And Omnigul, his vile will. The keeper of the worms and the mother of his spawn. See, I told you we were talking about hive sex. <laughs> find them defeat them all and as long as even one of these monsters walks the earth the threat of crota will never fade and that is from the grimoire entry for disciples of crota so and we have not got to crota's end yet uh, but these words were a very real threat <clears throat> and i have a note here that we just talked about this in the wretched eye who knows what weird things the fallen may have kicked off by experimenting on the hive as well so you know, the last thing we need is fallen, controlled Crota. <laughs> or any of that stuff. Like, what if they brought Omnigul, a Siva Omnigul? Or what if fallen accepted worm larva? Oh, that's terrible. Right? It, it would end up like a Last of Us. That's what I imagine that to look like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this quest was a, like a big overarching quest and was broken up into smaller quests. So extermination was given by Eris Morn after completing Rise of Crota, which we talked about last episode. That was Fist of Crota, Siege of the Warmind, and The Awakening. Completing this quest originally unlocked the Will of Crota strike. Uh, in The Taken King, the Will of Crota was auto-unlocked and this quest line was removed. It was originally broken into three parts. Uh... And again, it's unfortunate this was removed because it we're going to go into a lot of like really deep hive rituals and weird stuff that they did. <clears throat> so it all kicked off with defeat 25 hive knights and wizards bring proof of their demise to Eris. Uh, part two was in patrol, defeat the heart of Crota in the refinery, the hand of Crota in the lunar complex, and the eyes of Crota in the terrestrial complex. And the last part was kill Omnigul in the will of Crota strike. So, step one, defeat Hive, Knights, and Wizards, and then bring proof of their demise to Eris. Uh, I used to do this out in the rocket yards, which seems perfectly set up for this, because there's, like, <laughs> the two knights who run out the back on the way uh, to the refinery, and then there's mm -hmm. the uh, the one down front who's always fighting with the Fallen. And if you, you can bump back and forth between them, they're always spawning. Sure. Now, Bounty is, you've weakened the Hive, but Omnigul and the rest of Crota's disciples still haunt these lands. The spawn of Crota's... Crota... The spawn of Crota's hold on this land is fragile. His disciples will be forced to fight. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this was pretty quick. You just go and kill a bunch of Hives. Bring, bring that stuff back to Eris to start the quest. When you turn in the quest... She says, "Don't fear the sh you don't fear the shadows. Maybe there is still hope for the light." But then she also has her little nursery rhyme. 
which I think she still says if you stand near her. Yeah, she now. says it as idle dialogue. Yeah. So, but when you turn the quest in, she would say, One little, two little, three little hive. You killed so many, now none are alive. Actually, one thing she says now is, One little, two little, three little hive. Light the spark and burn the dark and leave none alive, or something like that. Ooh. I think. She said that since the Taken King, I think. I'm not sure. I'll have to double check that one. I've probably written it down somewhere. So, step two, the eyes of Crota. Patrol the terrestrial complex in the Cosmodrome, steal the servant's treasure, and lure out its masters. Uh, so we got a bunch of entries here. But these, the eyes of Crota, uh, these are the thrall, right? Yeah, I think so. I, yes, oh, maybe. <clears throat> yeah. Heart of Crota's in the refinery. Hand of Crota's the guy <clears throat> way up at the top by the last array, yeah? Yeah. No, no. No, no that was... the way around. Sorry. the way around. Okay. Yeah, Lunar Complex is the indoors and Terrestrial Complex is the outdoors, I think. <clears throat> yes. Well, Hand of Crota says so. Patrol the Lunar Complex and Cosmodrome. Seek out the servant <clears throat> of the hand. Lure out its master. Oh, we're on eyes, though. Yes. Let's let's do hand first. <laughs> okay. Uh, it says the hand of Crota is a brutal enforcer. Hunt him in the dark corridors where you first encountered the hive. So that's the dark within that we talked about yeah, that last. Throw one in the corner. Yeah. So th if you are running through the lunar complex and you hear that weird noise in the back right hand corner of this room, <laughs> and then you get to chuck a grenade over there. Yeah. Or you get too close to it and a crazy screeching noise happens and a bajillion <laughs> thrall jump you, that's what this is. Yeah, uh, and you do that when you first learn how to patrol and you're scared of that room anyway, and then you go in and you get swamped by thrall and you die. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they're a high level thrall because this is part of the expansion content and they're part they were originally part of this quest. You can still go in there and and make them mad. My brother does it all the time for bounties. <laughs> yeah, I've used it for bounties before as well. I just do it for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're wondering what that is, it was part of this mission right here. So that's the hand of Crota. And then Gabble, you have this this pull from the grimoire about the hand of Crota. Are we gonna take we gonna take rolls on this? Uh, it's like it just, super long too, isn't it? Is it just Ariana? You have Ariana, Sai, Saimoda, Saimoda, and and a ghost. Sure. And an unknown, inaudible scream. Oh, and an all right, that can be X-ray. <laughs> I'm gonna scream. <laughs> you're gonna be the unknown, inaudible scream. Unless oh, you want to be, unless you want to be ghost, you're pretty good at ghosts. I uh, okay. Well, who's going to be who? Well, then I'll be Psy. The Psy? Mm, okay. It's I'll be Ariana whatever. then. <laughs> I, then a, I guess it, Psy's a girl as well. Yes. Right. <laughs> but then, then I get to be the inaudible scream. Are you going to yeah. scream? I guess. Inaudibly. Or you could just dub in Omnigool. <laughs> nah, scream. Okay. You got to do it. <laughs> Turn okay. away from the mic and give your best Omnigool scream. <sighs> Can you track the others? No, there is too much interference. The shroud is too thick here. Ghost? Yes. We're in bad shape? Could be better. 
Any charge? No. Something is siphoning the light. I'm getting weaker by the second. And size ghost? Same? Faint charge detected, but it's fading. Its shell is damaged beyond repair. No comms. No transmat. Even if there were a signal... Use whatever juice you've got and relay this transmission to the others. They won't receive it. Not the point. This is Ariana 3 of the Praxic Warlocks, marked by the Cormorant Seal. I am alongside the hunter, Cymota. Our light is nearly gone. The ash of Untold Hive covers the ground in our wake. Ah. Uh. <laughs> that was so weak. <laughs> it was on purpose. <laughs> it's supposed to be inaudible. Damn it. Omnigal. From what Tolan <laughs> lost it. From what Tolan has described, we are on the path of Crota's dreaded hand. The hand is falling back toward the screams beyond these tunnels. Screw it. You ready? My knives are eager for another dance. You speak little, Saimota, but always say the right things. They knew what yeah. they were getting into. See? Toland warned them. Toland told them everything about what was going to happen, and they <laughs> went and did it anyway. So, get off Toland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Leave Toland alone. So, and then Eris, yeah, exactly. And then Eris says also, the hand of Crota is a brutal enforcer. Hunt him in the dark corridors, you first encountered the hive. <clears throat> so, similar, same as the quest. So that is... Uh, Hand of Crota. So once you've, once that room has given you PTSD, you get to go on and hunt the eyes of Crota. Uh, that's up at the terrestrial complex in the Cosmodrome. Uh, you have to steal the servant's treasure to lure out its masters. Uh, and this is the hive knight that's hunched over the funny-looking pot in the back of the Skywatch, or the back of the terrestrial complex where the array is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you can run past him without bugging him, but then a good where's view. the fun in that? Yeah. And I am totally taking Toland on this one. Oh, I'm Eris then. I guess. Yes. Who's going to be Omar the most forgotten of this fucking <laughs> team? Poor <laughs> <laughs> Omar. I'll do it. Alright. Uh. So. It opens with the eyes that watch us all, gathering our secrets in hopes of ending the light. Something is watching us. I can feel it. I hate when you say that. Crota has many eyes. Every god does. We have to go. If they know our every move, what chance do we have? With their great age comes even greater wisdom. I have no doubt the hive led us here with intent. What are you saying? For these disciples... We offer the greatest sacrifice. What does that mean? Do you feel your light fading? They're offering it to Crota. Us coming here, we're the ones waking him. He's mad. Eh, perhaps. Why do you hold these secrets like weapons to damn us all? Because they are weapons. And we're going to use them to show the Hive that they're not the only ones who breed fear. How? You're hunters. Hunt. Find the eyes that are upon us. Then... We blind Crota and use what's left of your dying light to lead us to where these monsters seek to conjure their master. Secret your weapons. 
I mean, at least he told them they were all going to die. <laughs> if you read all these in order, he tells them so many times, like, you are idiots for trying this. Uh, and then you, when you turn these in, uh, you get, you've removed the eyes, but what else is hiding in the dark? So then the third part of this is the heart of Crota. Uh, and I love this card. I love this grimoire entry. So this is in the refinery in the Cosmodrome. And she's, she hides there off to the left, right in front of that cedar. As long as the heart beats, the blood of Crota will flow across the face of all you hold dear. Not a moment <clears throat> at all. No, of course not. <laughs> Just a little overdramatic there, Eris. No, we got some great dramatic lines from Eris in, in some of these readings. <laughs> she's practicing her poetry. Yes, the blood flowing across the yes, this is good. <laughs> So, Heart of Crota, uh, it's not the first and surely not the last, but until the last heart stops, their hate will spread endlessly across the black. You want to take this, Sherb, since you're Eris? Yep, okay. Record this. The Heart of Crota, it is her blood that feeds their fury. I thought Omar dead until I heard his screams. I followed them down to the darkest night of the caverns below. What I saw, what I witnessed, all we fear... I witnessed all we fear, the villainy of the hive on full display. Among a sea of cocoons and surrounded by thousands more freshly spawned hordes, the heart held Omar's broken body in a vice of bone and pain. She was peeling the light from his body. How? I can't imagine. And I have tried. But tendrils of luminance tore away like flesh. With every strand, Omar's scream cut the dark and was met with a chittering chorus from the unborn. I can't say if they were feeding off the light itself, or the pain, but my guess is both. Somehow, both. The heart, though, I can't believe she actually has one, seemed to be conducting some nightmare orchestra, nurturing Crota's children with the echoes of Agar's light. The, the hive must end for all they had done, and some day, by my hand or another's, the heart will meet with an end fitting of the pain she herself has dealt. So she's, the she's fun at parties. Yeah. Both Eris and the heart. <laughs> Where we learn the fate of Omar. Although this Poor is Omar. This torture is a mirror of what Ariana 3 did to the wizard at Mare Imbrium. So. Payback. So mm -hmm. there, there you go. And then turning that in is, uh, yeah. As Crota's disciples fall, Omnigul will only grow more desperate. So those are the three the three big parts. So the eyes, the hand, and the heart of Crota. And then step five is the will of Crota. But we'll talk about that because that strike is more than just a mission step. It is a quest. It is a bounty. It is a strike. So we'll do that last. So now on to one of the coolest missions in all of Destiny that is impossible <laughs> to play, unfortunately. Bring me the eyes. And I had some people reach out to me on Twitter saying that they went through the they played through the entire uh, Taken King version of this, and this did not become available. So that's really sad. So this is the Urn of Sacrifice. Uh, you got this concurrently with Extermination, and you could do either one in either order, but Extermination usually came first because of the folks you stumbled upon. <laughs> Uh, the grimoire for Urn of Sacrifice reads, 
how does one call through the darkness, through the void of the eternal night sky? Through the pathways that link the hive to their ancient rotting deities with suffering. The forsaken are conjured and birthed through ritual, meant to serve as worship to gods of a higher plane of misery. To perform a ritual of sacrifice is to tempt a god's hunger. What then? If a being of the light were to taint such a ritual, would the hive be punished? Would their gods grow angry? Uh, we're going to Toland. What do you think? Yeah, we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to find out sort of like a, the dark secret of this mission, which is buried in a lot of the throwaway text. But we're very, very, very early in Destiny. They led up to uh, the coming of Oryx quite quickly, or quite soon. So <clears throat> the uh, flavor text here is: Crota's soul sleeps again, but his disciples fight in his name. And that's when you talk with Eris. And then the quest description is, You have sacrificed much to help me. In return, I offer a gift, the darkest secrets of the hive. And if you survive, much more. Thanks, Eris. Also gloves. Yes. You know what I want for Christmas? <laughs> the darkest secrets of the hive. <laughs> Not gloves made from the flesh of your enemies? Also that. Okay. No, this should be... <laughs> Oh dear! I just pictured like like mittens. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're really not far off. <laughs> now you're really not. Uh, so this is also made available after completing the Rise of Crota, which is those three missions we talked about earlier. Uh, in the dark below. Here we go. Quest one or step one of this quest: purchase the urn of sacrifice from Zer. Because of course Zer would be the guy who has this. <laughs> Cue the first what yeah. of this. <laughs> uh, so hopefully you started this quest on a Friday. Otherwise you're waiting a while. <laughs> and Zer's quote, like what? Uh, okay, so you, you when Zer does finally appear <laughs> and you go and you, you talk to him, his quote is, The nine hold many answers. If Eris trusts you, then so must the nine. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What does that mean? Clearly, Eris is part of the Nine. <laughs> or, like, involved in them. Or, like... So the, so the Nine value the opinion of Eris? Apparently. Who, for all intents and purposes, we thought <laughs> was just a normal hunter before she became all hive expert? Apparently, they consider her a good judge of character. <laughs> they I haven't mean, spoken like, to her, obviously. They have not she's, spoken to Toland, obviously. Even, <laughs> She's not even the best of the hidden or anything. Mm-mm. She's not the best of anything except being creepy. <laughs> and even then, yeah. Zerg could give her a run for her money. Except there's this whole thing with Eris being involved with other stuff, like the Queen and Osiris. And, and those, but Osiris is connected to the Nine. So maybe oh, it's all connected. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how Zerg got his hands on this thing? You have no idea. <laughs> and why he parts with it for one for strange coin. For one strange coin. Well, here's why. Because when you buy it for one strange coin, Zer then says, it seems important that you should have this. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. yeah, can I have that journal back? Yeah. <laughs> the urn. Maybe that's how he found the urn in the first place, by reading the journal. There you go. Uh, the urn, as an item, is a strange, ornate vessel teeming with an unknown power. Uh, and then 
the quote on it says, This urn will allow you to perform one of the hive's darkest rituals, and in return, we will harness their evil for the light, Eris. Yeah, that worked Ooh. out so well last time. <laughs> uh, so then you, you get the urn, you go back, and you talk to Eris, and she says, Take this urn into the dark and fill it with every nightmare and horror the hive have bred. That sounds fun. Sure. I want to stuff an ogre into this pot. <laughs> it's, like a, it's a poke it's a poke pot Make some capture, soup. you get a capture hive with it uh, so this is broken into uh, a three part mission or three part three step quest the first is gather their dust uh, and that is kill thrall with solar damage from a fusion rifle and collect the embers they drop death will reset your progress uh Luckily, she had just given us a solar damage fusion rifle, which is Murmur. We talked about that last episode. Murmur was awesome. It's still unique too with the the element swapping. Yeah, I would I would love like a an exotic fusion rifle that was basically like an updated Murmur. Well, the legendary warlock exclusive one can kind of do that. Susanoo. Yeah, yeah Susanoo. It um, but yeah, it matches but with your what abilities. You, yeah, with what you yeah. use, so you can't just. Oh, I'm gonna need solar now. Boop. True. It's not well. You can, but it's a little more complex than just a click a button. Right. Yeah. Although I think for this this part, I used Pocket Infinity, Solar Fusion Rifle. Uh, you have to kill twenty five. Every time you would kill one, they would drop the little triangle item that we always pick up called Embers of the Lesser. There's so many good Eris as crazy quotes in this quest as well. Yes. Like, Eris, what are you saying? Mm. Like, for this one, she's got, The Thrall are the dark embodiment of the hive's hunger for the light. Burn them and coat the urn with their embers. Okay. We're literally, we're burning Thrall to death. With a solar fusion rifle. The solar fusion rifle. And then either pouring the embers into this thing and shaking it up or just rolling it in their ashes <laughs> that's not weird <laughs> no not at all. we're totally benevolent agents of the light it just sounds like she's a jump from one extreme to the other like the thrall of the dark embodiment of the hive's hunger for the light okay cool we all know that and then burn them <laughs> what? Wait, where did that come from and then coat the urn with the ember like what <laughs> Yeah, okay. It only gets better from there. Yeah, yeah I know. All right, the next step was gather their fury. Uh, kill cursed thrall with your melee attack. Death will reset your progress. Which is just mean. It is mean. Although this this one, even though it's gone here, came back as one of Eris's little bounties on the dreadnought. Right? Yeah, she just yes. can't stop. She's yeah. got it. You hilarious. do sometimes. I think she thinks this is funny. I I totally agree. She just wants you to get blown up. <laughs> You know, it's probably says, probably started with this. That was like part of her weird, crazy recipe she dug up, <laughs> like I don't know, Granny Wizard's recipes was, on how to do rituals. <laughs> and then she's like, "Actually, that was hilarious! Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> blow up!" <laughs> and then she's like, "She was just super entertained by it." Like, I've got to make him do this again, like for the for old times' sake. <laughs> Guardian, go, go to the dreadnought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's what she said. Carefully, Guardian. You must allow yourself to be bathed in the cursed seething aftermatter in order to gather the essence of their fury. 
and when you killed them, you had to kill five, uh, they would drop an item called the Seething Mist. So basically you're punching an exploding thrall, stepping into the cloud, and breathing deeply. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Pass. Cool, Eris. Totally stable individual. That sounds like something, like, she is, like, that is the actions of a junkie, right? Like, she spent so much time. Like, did she do this when she was down there? Like, for a quick high, she would punch a thrall and then quickly inhale their mist? She's, she's missing, she's missing Crota's cologne once everyone that comes back smelling like, oh, you smell like cursed thrall. Oh, it's just like the, just like the old days. <laughs> it's awful. Just step through the mist. <laughs> Imagine, like, you breathe it in, it's just like, oh, oh, yeah. I can taste it. Oh. <laughs> Don't I? I have, I mean, I got filters in my hunter helmet that get rid of those things. <laughs> Thankfully. Well, then you're not oh, properly gathering yeah. their fury. I guess not. Or you just like <laughs> catch it like a, like the urn is a butterfly net and you're trying to catch the mist <laughs> in the just urn. Just swing it. Yeah, you, you, you punch the thrall and then you hold up the urn and run through the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was an animation in the game for that. <laughs> Oh, dear. All right. The next up is Gather Their Faith. Defeat Hive Acolytes, who are worth one point, or Wizards, which are worth five points, with Void Damage, and collect their Sullen Hearts. Progress will be lost on death. You need 100 points total. So you'd kill them, and it would drop an item called the Sullen Heart. Uh, And yeah, and Eris' quote here was, The Hive's faith in the darkness infects them to the core. The pulsing heart of that twisted faith will bind the contents of the urn. Where did you find this recipe? I know. <laughs> well, Atheon's epilogue was great for this back in the day. But yeah, now you're you're killing acolytes and wizards, pulling their heart out and using it as yeah. glue for the ashes and mist you've already stuffed into the urn. Yes. And for some reason, you only need five mist uh, and what, 25 dust? But you need a hundred hearts to do this. Like, they don't make a lot of I have very tiny hearts. Okay, they don't feel a lot of love. <laughs> and they're sullen. Like they're sad hearts too. Yeah, yeah. They're just like the size of a little bean. You gotta sort of yeah. They're like it. Grinch hearts. <laughs> Grind them up. Grinch hearts for the first half of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Before it grew to three times the size of yeah. a normal man's heart. <laughs> before that part. Exactly. That's what Fogoth has. That's what's in the middle of his chest. (laughs) (laughs) We've yet to show them the joy of Christmas. We'll get there. Yes. So the next step is bring the urn to Eris. She says, the urn is almost full. One more ingredient and you'll be able to enact one of the hive's darkest rituals. So close. Find the hated and fill the urn with his sin. So that's the hunt for Urzok. But it's worth pointing out here. When you approach Eris and the mission summary comes up, it says, at long last, Guardian, we may finally lure their king here. What? Yeah. This ritual, the ritual of the Forsaken, is to summon Oryx to our system. Uh, That text only appears right as you turn in the gather their faith step of the quest. It's so easy to miss, but is a huge early lead to what was on the way for us. So. And nobody would have known what it meant, because it makes no sense until you know who Oryx is. Correct. <laughs> so, only in hindsight is this like a total holy crap moment. 
So that last step, gather their suffering. Find the executioner and scrape the decay from his broken sword. And that was Gross. Key. Yeah, well, the item you get is dried crimson as well. So, uh, kill Urzok the Hated in Earth's Skywatch during public events. Uh, I, a lot of us are familiar with Urzok the Hated. Uh, also not to be trifled with. Yes, especially during enemy moves against each other. Yeah, yeah he's... Uh, you can't... If you, if you went toe-to-toe with this guy with a sword, he would win. Mm-hmm. Unless you block. If you don't block, he will win. Cool. Yeah. I don't know about now, right? But, but well, pre-Rise like, of Iron, he would win. He's easier with the war sat, though. He's easier yes, to kill. He, he's st- he yeah. still turns up now. He's still trouble. <laughs> yeah, if he fitted a war sat there the other day and there was three of us, like, current level now with, with swords. Or, well, not current level yeah. now, but, like, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like... We're all smashing him with swords. It was like he's—he's he's still alive. We're doing a war set. <laughs> like this, this guy is a tank. Yeah. His shield, his shield is strong. He's yeah. He's once you get his shield down, he's not too, not too bad. He's like a, a yellow bar about that point. But, yeah. but his shield is oh my goodness. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it's fun to just sit up, sit up on top of the house and watch him wreck the fallen. That would be <laughs> he will just or he just, like. Level four guardians, yeah, or any poor level four guardian that we're running through. <laughs> like somebody's doing like the uh, last array for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go open the array, and this dude drops out of the sky and kills you in one hit. <laughs> no, you're not. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about Urzok a little bit earlier in the show, and how there's only ever one of the hated at any given time, and their job is. They only have one job, and that is to slay the Forsaken as part of this ritual. So, yeah, mean dude. Uh, and you gotta kill him and get this... I think this was a hugely contentious part of this whole thing for a lot of people who played the Dark Below, because Urzok was a monster. Well, I mean, I can remember, um, at least at the time, when this was new, feeling like you needed... Not only to bring a couple of friends, but you hoped that there would be another fire team in there as well. Yes. <laughs> if there were just three of you, it's like you just you wouldn't damage him enough and the event would end and he would just disappear and laugh at you and you'd just sit there and wait for it to spawn again. Yeah, that's the other big thing is that you're you're on a time limit here, whether it's enemies against each other or the war set, you've got to kill him quick. It's almost it's almost worse on the war set because in order to to complete it you have to stand around the war set and he'll just run in a circle swinging that sword. <laughs> Which is weird. Usually Hive can't do circles. Yes. Urzok. He's the he's a special. He's the special turn left. Turn left. <laughs> he's knight. an ambi turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was it was possible for those to happen at the same time, right? Did you say that? No, they can't happen at the same time. Are you they sure? Both are, they both are a public event. They're both, yeah, they're both a public event. You can have Taken and yeah, enemies and moving against one. each other, or Taken and the Warsat at the same time, which is can be bananas because you'll have Urzok, <laughs> and the Fallen won't, or the Fallen will have to fight against the Taken and the Hive, and the Hive and Taken won't fight each other. So then you have like Ixori lost to the lost to Oryx shooting blindy balls everywhere while Urzok is running around like a madman killing everybody who's blinded because Rick <laughs> blinded them all. 
then you have like the end wave because they kill the fallen so fast. The fallen have those like <laughs> super captains that come out at the mm-hmm. end of their waves, and they're Ugh. impossible to kill. Yeah, it turns into a madhouse real quick out there. But it's super fun. Like that's when I feel like Destiny's at kind of its most fun. When you're like one or like a strike team or a fire team of like three guardians on top of that house and everything out there is super strong and wants to kill you. <laughs> it's there's just so many enemies, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's it makes me wish Archon's Forge had double the number of enemies that it has. It would be nuts, like or even so, they came out in like greater numbers. Yeah. You know, where it's like one captain. Instead of one captain and two dregs or two vandals, you know, if it was like six vandals or one captain and five Just anything dregs. That, yeah. That felt like it could be overwhelming. Less servitors, please. Yeah, unless you're doing perfected servitors. <laughs> well, <laughs> and there's servitors I hate everywhere. The slice of servitors. They can rapid fire, it's no fun. They've got oh, beefy it's awful. shields. And there's that really one appears right back at them. There's like the. Who is it? the two guys from the Muppets, Waldorf and Stantler, whatever their names were, up in the balcony. And there's two, there's the two oh. servitors who are up there doing the same thing. We're just like, ah. <laughs> just up there talking smack. I'm pretty sure I just said Waldorf and Stantler, and now I can only imagine Waldorf and Stantler the Pokemon. So, um, anyway. Yeah, the, the worst one of those is the is the um, the shanks because the servitors come out with that too, and the shanks got whoever made Urza's shield made the shanks shield. <laughs> Just saying, it's the same yeah, person. That's unpleasant. The I love though when shank. you do that, when the people because I always stand on top of the the trouble bubble with the axe, and we'll just yeah, drop straight down do a into drop it. Slam, yep. You cannot do that against that servitor. It will. It would wreck you in one hit. <laughs> like it has like an AOE attack up close that is just devastating. Yeah, I think and, last time I was in there, it's not really a wipe, but we effectively wiped because <laughs> we all did that. We're like, oh. kill it, and then boom, yeah. just everyone dead, and it was like three of us all dead. <laughs> the captain's everybody that, has to spend a key. Like, yeah, that captain's flat cannon will will shred you too. Uh, it's the same on I mean, these public events, like those the yellow bar captains that come out the end of a fallen uh, enemies moving each other. These guys are beastly. Yeah. Dark drinker though, man. Dark drinker eats them alive. Yeah, I, uh, I love I love this public event personally. Yeah. Like it's my favorite because it just gets so crazy and they just keep spawning, so you can essentially spawn camp a bunch of them, just throw all your supers and grenades and that melt them. that. Of everything in Destiny, that's probably my most favorite thing in all of Destiny, is when you have people camping the spawn doors on enemies moving against each other. Yeah, we, we did that. And you get, like, Dreadnought. one or two Night Stalkers. Yeah, like, oh, three tethers in there, so one after the other. It was awesome. Yep. Yeah. And then if you have the Sunbreaker perk that causes enemies to explode when they're hit by the hammer you can cause like an infinite chain reaction of exploding enemies because they'll spawn so fast they get caught in the previous <laughs> guy's explosion and then they, they detonate and it's just, it's so funny. And I found out a fun trick uh, with Night Stalker where if you're running Light of the Pack and you've hit your orb cap, you can go into your menu real quick, switch Light of the Pack to something else and then switch back to Light of the Pack and it resets your orb generation. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> So you can oh, fire a, 
you can fire a tether, like a bloodbound tether, into the enemies moving into their room, create a ton of orbs, quickly switch, switch back. Your tether is still there because you killed so many enemies with it. And you just keep producing more and more and more and more orbs. Like My brother was on uh, Striker, and he would just run a loop around me, go in, <laughs> use Fist of Havoc, run out, run around me in a loop, run in, use Fist of Havoc, it was, and I would just keep throwing tethers the second I got it. <laughs> So much fun. So anyway, if you're hunting Urzok, <laughs> don't get trapped in a cave because he'll destroy you. Yeah. Um, so then once you have all this stuff, or I guess apparently, so he, like we said, Urzok drops, I say he drops, dried crimson. Uh, and it's not an item. There's no description for it. It just appears. And then you bring that back to Eris, and she says, none have faced the hated and lived until now. Uh, which makes sense, because his job is to sacrifice other hive, not us. Uh, so, after that, to complete the mission, Ritual of the Forsaken. So that's the next thing we're going to talk about. You take the urn to the moon. The urn is full. <laughs> great. Full of awesome body parts. I can't wait to bring it aboard my ship. I bet it, <laughs> bet it smells great. Uh, the urn is full. The final sacrifice is ready. Return to the moon. Bring me the eyes of the Forsaken. Okay. Uh, and then we have what I believe to be Eris's creepiest line. I wish we had asked Morla to say this when she was on the show. Says, what you do next, no guardian has dared attempt. I envy your nightmares. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, she wishes she wishes she could see the messed up stuff we're going to dream about after having to do this? Apparently, okay. this I, is the I point where we like put on the poker face and take a little step back away from Eris. <laughs> 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 it's like, okay, you need help. Look, she's only asked for the eyes once. She's she's still gonna get crazier. Well, the first part is no guardian has dared attempt. It's like no kidding. You're the first person. <laughs> we're the first person you've talked to since getting out of the the hive tunnels. Right, and the invasion just started. Yeah. So like. Of course nobody else has attempted this. Then I envy your nightmares. What? (laughs) Joke's on you. I don't have any. All right. And that leads to uh, Ritual of the Forsaken. Use the contents of the urn to investigate the rise of the Forsaken and bring me their eyes. That's two. Yep. And then the actual description is the urn is full. The final sacrifice is ready. Return to the moon. Bring me the eyes of the forsaken. Everybody drink. (laughs) Every time she asks for eyes, take a drink. You'll be drunk by the end of this mission. All right, well, I'm glad I have a glass of wine right here then. Okay, so we got some quotes here. Uh, Soon the hive will sacrifice the forsaken as a plea to Oryx. Deny them this offering. Find the forsaken. And bring me the eyes. Hold on, I have to drink. <laughs> again, there you have Oryx again mentioned by name. And yep. this lines up earlier with what we know about the ritual itself, as it's designed to summon their king. Uh, more mission dialogue. Make your way to the world's grave, lure out the forsaken, and don't forget, I need the eyes. <laughs> We forgot the eyes. <laughs> One drink. second. Yeah, take a drink. 
mean, she's nothing if not like devoted to getting mm-hmm. these eyes. <laughs> Hold on, what did she say when the mission's over? Oh. Don't forget, bring me the eyes. <laughs> Drink again. This is like she likes eyes, like apparently. this is like you're going yes. to the shops or something. You you go on like supermarket and there's a shopping list. It's like, don't forget, get this, and you get there and you completely forget and you come back and she's like, did you get the eyes? Yeah. Like, oh, the eye. Oh, I forgot the eyes. <laughs> I told you so many like, times. We're making like a big eye, eyeball stew apparently in this this <laughs> pot. <clears throat> okay, the ritual of sacrifice. Descend into the hellmouth and find the sacrificial chambers. This is a special mission that appeared on the map just below the shrine of Oryx and was only active uh, when this stage of the quest was active. So some quick notes here. Uh, this is the final step in this quest and one of the coolest in all of Year One Destiny. Uh, it's Destiny at its best. Destiny is at its best when we're in fights where we get rushed down by tons of mobs in limited space or time, uh, or have a unique mechanic. So the Last Array, the World's Grave, Sword of Crota, enemies moving against each other, which we just talked about extensively. These fights stick with us because they're fun and can push us as players to try and utilize all our skills to succeed and survive. Uh, this final quest combines a lot of the mechanics we'd experienced in the dark below up to this point, and you sort of get that great being overwhelmed experience with it. Uh, the quest starts at the gatehouse, as if you were starting the Shrine of Oryx, and takes us down through the Circle of Bones and into the World's Grave. You loop back around and head into the Chamber of Night. So where the the Shard of the Traveler is during uh, the Chamber of Night, there is now this huge pot. Uh, the huge urn of sacrifice <laughs> on the pedestal. Uh, and Eris is not bathing inside of it. Uh, so when you get close to the urn, there's a ear-splitting screech, uh, and four vestiges of Crota surround it in defense. So these are the crazy orange, not orange, green runes on the floor that damage you if you stand in them that we first experienced in the Siege of the Warmind. Uh, and then three blades of Crota also appear around the urn. And you've only got a, a few seconds uh, before you get a notification on your screen that says, The Embers of the Lesser Cry for Vengeance. So we, the Embers of the Lesser are what we got from uh, baking thralls with our solar fusion rifles. <laughs> so they're called Chosen Thrall and Curse Thrall. <clears throat> they attack from multiple entrances, signifying the first stage of the Urn of Sacrifice quest has begun. Uh, more vestiges will fall to the floor and cover the ritual space. Uh, and they come from everywhere. So in the original Chamber of Night, uh, you could just hide in the hallway yeah. and snipe everything out <laughs> until Teltor shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this enemies will rush in behind you the the second the first door you go in which is the door that is behind you when you're standing in that hallway is closed uh, and will open to let a ton of cursed thrall in behind you so if you're not paying attention you'll get blown up from behind trying to do this uh, besides it's more fun to just grab the swords and go crazy uh, once you've killed a whole bunch of thrall uh, and there's a there's a good number of them I, just something, you know, like between, uh, probably between, what, eight and ten come out of every door in that room, so it's no joke. Uh, the Sullen Hearts Call to the Darkness. So this is the second wave, uh, and the a first wave of chosen acolytes who attack from the same places as the Thrall, and then more vestiges will appear in the room. 
So you kill a bunch more Thrall and a bunch more Acolytes, and then the their jagged blades will avenge the hand. Uh, about a dozen Cleaver and Boomer Chosen Knights will appear. Uh, and at this point, almost the entire arena floor is covered by Vestiges. If you never played this mission, this stage was awesome because everything <laughs> glows green and then there's like this massive explosion and these vestiges appear everywhere and just tons of knights start yelling and running out of these doors at you with their swords. It's it's crazy, It's but it's like super fun. It's like standing in the door to a, a enemies moving against each other when the night waves start. Uh, once you've killed enough of those... You get the message, the sullen hearts crack and scream, then acolytes will return, and they return alongside wizards. So at this point, you now have potentially have thrall, acolytes, knights, wizards, vestiges, wizards, poison clouds, and you're carrying an ascendant blade, like it is pandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so awesome, and you're just like... Yeah running around going and so the sword mechanic we experienced in sword of crota the vestige mechanic we experienced in siege of the war mind and just tons and tons of enemies and if you manage to kill a whole bunch of them then of course two ogres are going to spawn because why not and you get to fight ogres with the sword <laughs> <laughs> just what we always wanted yeah. so it's malgor and thogar two forsaken ogres will appear on opposite sides of the chamber and attack at the same time all the vestiges will remain even after the fight is over, uh, even though the swords will vanish. So this is not easy, especially no. when, when we were level capped back uh, with the Dark Below. This is a tough fight. Yeah, I think the three swords are very much saying, come down here with two friends <laughs> because this won't be easy. Uh, but yeah, it's nuts like visually and audio-wise, like this is like one of those great missions that stays with you, and if you got a chance to run it and experience it in year one, you always remember it as like, man, I wish I could replay that. I wish I could replay that because it was just so much fun to do. And the thing I like about this is, um, we, you know, we talked about sort of the mentions of, of, of this potentially summoning Oryx, is that, I mean, this ritual itself, we're, we're basically enacting the Hive's philosophy right here. We are, mm -hmm. we're calling to Oryx with murder. <laughs> And that's another thing here, too. So, like, all these Forsaken were only bred to get killed by Urzok yeah. <laughs> to complete the ritual. But then we just go in there and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is super messed up. You'd think we would want to stop this kind of ritual. But no, we did it. Because Eris said so. Yeah, because Eris says, maybe if somebody from the light does it, it'll be different. Nope. Nope. Guess what? Eris <laughs> still showed up. <laughs> But you also have to wonder how that plays like in the greater context. So, you know, Oryx shows up and is like, oh, you killed my kid. So now I have a grudge with you. But arguably Oryx knew that this ritual happened, that maybe we were the ones who went ham on all his forsaken <laughs> with his, their own swords. And like, yeah. oh, you're that guy too? I'm really here because of you. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the, and then the urn explodes and a giant green light comes out of it. Like, you finished cooking this thing. Hooray. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and once you yeah, finish your eyeball stew, of course you bring it back to Zer because was this all for Zer? Like, 
Uh, next step, return the urn of sacrifice to Zer. Uh, the urn of sacrifice must be kept safe. Return it to Zer. Then bring me the eyes. Oh, Uh-oh. I got a drink. <laughs> One second. <laughs> you need to refill yet? I'm close. I'm close to the bottom big, of this. It's a big glass. On this big glass. glass. So, then Zer says, The urn has served you well, as was the intent, as is its purpose. What? Yep. So Zer sort of knew all this was going to happen. Uh, and then Eris says, The contents of the urn will make a welcome addition to my collection. First of all, at this point, Eris, <laughs> you're homeless. What collection do you possibly have? Unless you're talking but. about the... Your quote-unquote collection is the three eyes you have jammed in your face. Uh, <laughs> Zer but she has it next to her right now. Yes. Yeah, she, now so this is the... Collection. If you go down and see Eris... Yeah. If, well, if you go down and see Eris now, this pot is sitting right next to her, the urn of sacrifice. Which doesn't make any sense because she, she tells you... She a bunch to, of things, doesn't she? From different quests and... Well, she's got Fogoth. Not Fo, I would say Fogoth. Seagoth. Seagoth's head. Yeah, she's got <laughs> artifacts and things around and mm-hmm. on the table. Like, I, if you if you look around her, she's got a whole bunch of things. Like, she's a little collector there. Yeah, she's a hoarder. Yeah, she's a hoarder. That's that's not a collector. That just sounds too fancy for Eris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, which is weird because we give the urn back to Zer because she tells us to, but then she has it again. And then Zer says, perhaps this is why the Nine sent me here. Pretty what? Sh- I'm pretty sure it's not, Zer. But thanks. We appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's to sell us garbage. Yes. Well, he, but he but has we- no idea why. Like, he's just... He doesn't remember his purpose. So he's constantly speculating, maybe this is my purpose? I'm, I'm really not sure. Like, like, I sold you that thing. Maybe that's my purpose. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree. That's not like a hint that this was his purpose, because yeah, he yeah. is always. He doesn't control his own movements. Yeah. So no. you give you give Zer the, the the cooking pot, and he gives you an item called the Eyes of the Forsaken. So just as quick sort of aside, I'll put on a spin metal hat here. We give the urn back to Zer, to keep safe. Zer potentially hands that off to the Nine. We know that Osiris has been in communications with the Nine. We know that Marasov has a master plan when it comes to Oryx. Did all, and we know that Eris refers to Mara as her queen. So we know that in Taken King, Eris met with Osiris and Mara. Is this the first steps, as she said, in luring the king here? So we give the pot back to Zer. Zer takes it back to the Nine and says... Look what, look at what they gave us. Ha ha, look. <laughs> uh, and the nine say, is this a gift? Who's this a gift from? It's a gift from Eris, who's a servant of Mara. And the nine say, do the nine take that and like, like Snapchat a picture of it to Oryx? Because they have the ability <laughs> to do that. Like, ha ha, look what happened over here. And no, meanwhile, the nine clearly use Instagram stories. Oh, there you go. And then meanwhile, Mara's like, ha-ha, just as planned. <laughs> and Eris is like, eyes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, again, like it all potentially could fit together. I don't think that it 
it's anything that deep, but the Nine have been known to do weirder things. Okay, uh, the Eyes of the Forsaken, item you get, you bring it back to Eris, and she says, uh, Bring me what you have collected, and I will return the favor. Great, here we go, so we're giving her eyeballs. Uh, <laughs> With your gift, I shall see deeper into the shadows than anyone has dreamed possible. Gross. Mm-hmm. Where are you sticking those eyes, Eris? Uh, and then she follows up with, can you imagine the horrors that these eyes have seen? Yes, I can. You know what a lot of them, the last thing they saw was? Me with a fusion rifle. <laughs> yeah, or a sword. That's like, all she ends up saying. She's going to be super disappointed. Yeah, yeah she's like so excited. She's like, I want to see your nightmares. I envy you. Oh, imagine the horrors these eyes have seen. Oh. This is the best gift ever. Thank she keeps you. them sorted. So there's like a pile of 50 <laughs> eyes that saw the end of a barrel of a fusion rifle. <laughs> and then there's there's 10 eyes that saw our fist rushing towards them. <laughs> then there's 200 eyes that saw void bullets flying at them. She separates them like Skittles are supposed to be separated. <sighs> no. Yes. yes. You eat Skittles together. No. Only the lime can like be like eaten mixed together. Fruit. Taste the rainbow, not the individual fruits. Yeah, you leave no. them mixed. You, le- you leave them mixed, but you eat them in order of color. <laughs> you eat I them eat. in order of color, completely separated. Wow, separate but equal. You eat the red ones first. <laughs> that was the saying? worst. Yellow yeah. is the worst. You can't eat yellows by themselves. <laughs> yeah, yellow, yellow. I go yellow, red, uh, orange. Um, I don't know with Skittles actually. M and M's I have an order like, specific. Gobble gobble gobble. Wait, okay, M and M's all taste the same. There's there's yeah, not. Yeah, M and M's don't, taste don't really matter. But Skittles are totally different. Skittles are a different animal. You eat the red red ones first because they're the second most awful. Then you compare lemon and lime together so you can eat like one green and one yellow at the same time. <laughs> That's how you get rid of your yellows if you don't have somebody who'll take them off your hands. Uh, and then orange is next, and then purple is like the master flavor. That's void flavor. You save that for last. I feel you like you could also you could also separate out your skittles, and every time you kill a member of a different sect of hive, you eat the appropriate <laughs> colored skittle. I guess you could do that. Anyway, but you this, have to eat the purple. This should one have been slowly. saved for an X-ray's culinary tips. I could have, we could have done this after the show. <laughs> and then between orange and purple, you should have like a glass of water or something that gets because you want to experience like pure concentrated grape <laughs> flavor. You don't want anything tainting that experience prior. Gotta drink that void punch. Yes. The, the, uh, the order changes. Thirst. If you're sharing with someone, you eat the best first, so they can't have it. <laughs> Why would you mm. share them with anybody? If you're if it's at a party or something, there's a bowl. I don't, I don't know. You no, the, the well, if there's a bowl first. of them, you just yeah, you just pick out all the purple ones. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. otherwise you eat them in order of, of worst to best. And at the end of the night, you pray you don't have a bowl of yellow Skittles left over. Ugh. <laughs> and that's how you eat Skittles. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're yes. Eris, and these are all eyeballs, you have to sort your eyeballs out and, and eat the eyeballs in order. Eat the least at least you get a drink while you eat them. <laughs> eat, eat the least, ho- least horrible ones first, and then, like, and then go to the worst ones at the end. It's the best one. <laughs> No, because then you're left with the horrible flavor. Like the last thing you no, experience. No, no, but she wants she wants flavor. the horror. 
Oh, she wants to. Oh, I see what you're the saying. The horror is the eyes are seen. She eats like the the, the most fusion rifley ones first. She's because they have the <laughs> least amount of flavor because they've already been burned to a crisp. She envies your nightmares of being stuck with only terrible skittles. Oh, that's yeah. that's probably why Oryx actually came here was to kill us for how <laughs> how we eat skittles. He's like, you guys are dumb. I gotta wipe this out of the universe because this is ridiculous. Skittles are not the final shape. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Eris probably likes the yellow. Oh, ones where the anyway. hell are we? I can't even <laughs> we're, focus we're at, now. Yes, we're at, the eyes of the yes. forsaken. Eyes, <laughs> guardian. guardian you're a special one. You're a special one. No, Eris, you're you a special one. <laughs> if only you knew. Uh, and then she says, "Take this armor. It will serve you well in the dark shadows that await." Uh, and she gives you gloves. <sighs> Super disappointing gloves. Yeah, they're not even that but, good. But they were unique. They were. So Warlock's were, got um, the Thrall Skin Brace. We got a quote from Omar. At least he's not just like the dude who got flayed alive. <laughs> yeah, but that just the, the, his quote just makes these even grosser. He says, Bet you killed a lot of Thrall to weave that thing. I didn't even know they had skin. So my my question here, though, I mean, mm-hmm. actually, maybe I should save this for till we read the other ones. So read the other ones, and then I'll ask my question. Okay. And these, I mean, these looked they they absolutely looked like someone just peeled the skin off some thrall and sewed some gloves out of them. Yeah, they were kind of gross. So the Nightbone Guard was Titan gloves. The quote was: "There's nothing more satisfying than feeding a knight a shard of their own." Veltarlo. What would Veltarlo know about that? He would know nothing. He was a Pokemon guard. <laughs> also, he died thralls. to Thralls. <laughs> what does he know about knights? <laughs> Although I have to imagine that if Thrall skin gloves were the Titan gloves, Titans would be like, what the hell? Right. Uh, and then Acolyte Rung were the Hunter gloves. And we've we've mentioned this quote before in the past, especially when we talked about First Crota. Uh, Moda was so close, clawing her way out with bones torn from the acolytes. Her fall, Omnigul. You honor her. Eris Morn. Yeah, so my just I, my thing about uh, the Thrall Skin Brace, just wanted to read the other ones, is that, so the other ones make it seem like this is what they had with them. Like, gloves made of... Acolyte bones. Your motor is so close, clawing your way out with bones torn from acolytes. Almost sounds like she's worn them, you know. Mm-hmm. And the night bone guard feeding in the night a shard of their own, you know, punching them in the face with bones. And so that's what confused me with the thrallskin brace. Omar is talking to someone wearing these, which is what yes. I was wondering: who's wearing them? Like Ariana, she was the only female warlock. I mean, it's either it's got to be either. I guess it doesn't matter. Female doesn't matter. It's got to be either Toland or Ariana. Yeah. Which I don't know if I don't know if Toland would wear thrall skin. I mean, maybe, I don't think he would but either. he he seems too classy for that. <laughs> when, when they're all when they're all gathered in the in the bunker, he's like in a rocking chair, like weaving. Like he's got his knitting needles <laughs> and he's knitting a pair of gloves. Oh, and then Omar's like, "Wait a minute, where'd that come from? I didn't even know thrall had skin." Yeah. And Toland's just killed like, a lot of people to weave that thing. Guess Come what I know. Like, they... Guess who's getting <laughs> you a sweater? <laughs> the thrall oh. sweater would be awesome. <laughs> oh, gross. 
<laughs> you, made, you made it for everybody. Or you can get like thrall skin socks. They'd <laughs> <laughs> be all cold and clammy all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just, I'm loving hearing you gabble. So yeah, the only character I actually did this quest on was my warlock. So I just got yeah these disgusting gloves. And they were all super disappointing because they were... Um, well, this so the light system was completely different at this point. Yeah. Um, so these were these were level thirty, right? Yep. yep. Whereas dark below, or I'm sorry, Crota's end gear was level thirty two. Yes. So everyone who had done vanilla and done the vault of glass, these weren't even an upgrade. They were just gloves. Yep. It's like they could have at least been like thirty one or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Then they would have felt like a reward. Instead, it was just like, oh, a, disgusting, and b, not an upgrade. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep wearing my vex parts. Thank you very much. Yep. They don't smell. Thanks. They Harris. just make me see things. <laughs> they, they make you see plants in weird rainbow colors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll do the the grimoire here for the earnest sacrifice, and then we'll jump into the will of Crota. Uh, Earn of Sacrifice. <clears throat> the Hive Pantheon only begins with Crota. The Shattered One said he is but a child among their gods. Even now, I can hear the Hive calling to them, to Crota's maker, Oryx. I can lead you to their most unholy rites, and there we can taint their faith and sully their offerings. But be warned, what we dabble in now could bring us, <clears throat> uh, bring us to a very fortunate but challenging future. <laughs> Meaning Oryx might show up? Yeah. This is like her whole plan. From the very beginning yeah. of the Dark Below, her plan was to bring Oryx here. What did she think was going to happen? Although I love that she mentions that Toland knew already that Crota was Oryx's child. And that he was a child among their gods. I mean, we have discussed Crota a million times and how he's just like the doofiest child. Dweebiest kid of Oryx. It's like Tolan knew that. <laughs> Poor Crota. Nerd. <laughs> also, I have to imagine that at some point Tolan found it hilarious that, like, like Crota, son of Derp, managed to kill so many guardians. It's like tripping over himself accidentally. Not that, not that first Crota seems to have ever encountered Crota directly. Uh, like Vel gets taken out by Thrall, Omar gets taken out by the Heart, Sai gets killed by Omnigul, uh, and Ariana get lost in the stills. Eris made her way out, and Toland got to to Iriut. So they, I mean, they never really faced Crota. No. Mm-mm. But but as for Mare Imbrium, it's like you know, all every Guardian sees like, oh, this this great hive. Demon prince slaying thousands of guardians with his sword, and Tolan's like he was throwing a tantrum. Like, <laughs> he was having a hissy fit on the moon, and you got in the way. Uh, so yeah, more props to Toland. I will never speak ill of Toland. Uh, and this leads us to the will of Crota. So this is was in the dark below. This is a strike, a quest and a bounty, and part of a mission. I think this is the only <laughs> thing in the game that is mission, quest, bounty, and strike alt at some point. 
potential at the same time, depending on what part you're on. And Eris used to offer bounties, uh, higher related bounties, and this was one of them. So, uh, the mission. Eliminate Omnigul, <clears throat> general of Crota's armies. She nests in the Cosmodrome. Complete the strike, will of Crota. That's so convenient that she's in the Cosmodrome. I know. Come right to us. Like... <laughs> don't you know? Don't go to like Berlin or South America and start all this where there's no guardians. Do it right next door, like one town over. Plot to destroy everybody. Seems like bad planning. Uh, but who knows? I mean, the cedars were thrown down in the Cosmodrome because that's where Rasputin was. So blame Rasputin. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so we've got like 19 different descriptions here of Omnigul from <laughs> There Eris. are so many versions of this. There are. <laughs> so the first one is, Omnigul is the last of Crota's generals. She is the architect of her master's awakening. As long as she lives, the threat of Crota's return will haunt this world. Track her down and exterminate every hive that stands in your way. That is the fly-in for the strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grimoire reads... Omnigul is the last of Crota's generals. She is the architect of her master's awakening. She'll spawn countless armies to feed his will. As long as she lives, the threat of Crota's return will always haunt this world. Track her down and exterminate every hive that stands in your way. Uh, as I mentioned that, she'll spawn countless armies to feed his will does not appear in the fly-in text. But then in the mission and the quest and the bounty, there's different descriptions... Uh, we also have Omnigul is the last and most wicked of Crota's disciples. If she lives, his wrath will spread and all light will die. Slightly dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there's a great line by Ghost, which I believe this was part of the quest when you, the quest text. Omnigul is old. I have records on her dating back before we left the moon. She's powerful, deadly, and of course, a fantastic singer. Let's pay her a visit. Okay, good. <laughs> sure. Again, is that is that a, is that from Vanilla or from from the Dark Blow or was that added later? Like that I seems think, like a Taken King yeah, era ghost line. Taken King ghost line. Okay. Uh, presumably, those records came from the World's Grave. I like that he only offers this information up like at the moment. Of we're yeah. about to go in guns blazing. Oh, you've just flown across space to get to this thing. Well, um, so I have this idea. <laughs> it's like, isn't there a dossier or something we're given? Like, <laughs> nah, nah. Go to the moon. A new hive army is spawning under the sky watch. This is Omnigul's doing. Find her. Okay, and these other lines I have in context here. Okay, so this is the Will of Crota, the strike, uh, the quest, the bounty, the mission. The strike is Omnigul is dead. The specters of Crota's reign have fallen to your light. The shadows cower before you, Guardian. Do they? Not really. (laughs) Then the quest is only Omnigul remains. Crota's vile will and the last remnant of his inner circle hunt her down. Uh, And also, Omnigul is the last and most wicked of Crota's disciples. Oh, yeah, if she lives, his wrath will spread. We mentioned that. Uh, and then the bounty version of this, 
Omnigul will stop at nothing to secure Crota's reign, kill her, or watch the light fade from these worlds. Uh, so we read the flying text, and at this point, pretty much everybody has done the will of Crota. If you have not done the will of Crota, spoilers. Uh, if you have done the will of Crota, we're going to talk about <laughs> some things that are currently going wrong with it, which make me very sad. Uh, so this starts at the Forgotten Shore, but you turn around and go back up into the terrestrial complex. Uh, this is the same path we take uh, in the Warmind mission after deciphering Rasputin's little uh, Russian radio broadcasts. Uh, this entire area is defended by the House of Kings, same as it was in the Warmind, and there's just a whole lot more of them. This is probably the most House of Kings we ever face in any single encounter in the game. Uh, even in the ruling house, I'm not sure that there's this many kings, uh, which is part of the House of Wolves uh, quest line. It's a lot of them, and they're, they don't joke around. Man, remember when this was the Nightfall, and it was Light Switch Arc Burn? Yeah, pass. Yeah, those sword captains, they would just rush you down in that room, and it would be over before it started. <laughs> not, not cool. Uh, and then that, once you've killed a whole bunch of Fallen, the Hive Infestation is spreading. <laughs> like I said, we've known this since the third mission in the game. Uh, and the enemies switch from Fallen to Hive. And it used to be an ass load of thrall would just <laughs> rush out of the everywhere. Yeah, they would. Uh, I remember. I remember first doing this back, you know, during the Dark Blow days. I'm like, this is a lot of it. This is a lot of thrall, and there's knights with them. Like this was mm -hmm. no joke. And even when that would his light switch arc burn, thrall do melee arc damage. You would get wrecked. You could get totally destroyed by thrall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just like Veltarlo. Yeah, I guess. They shouldn't have done it on a nightfall. Crota's <laughs> end with arc burn. Pass. Yeah. Uh, also pass. <laughs> exploding thralls do arc damage. What a mess. Mm -hmm. uh, as of 2.4.0, as people have pointed out, you no longer get rushed down by thrall. They just sort of like twinkle toes their way out of the doors one at a time. And it's really boring and really time-consuming. <laughs> I didn't realize that's when that started because I don't run. I don't just run the strike playlist all that often. But I did. I noticed that like the last time I did the strike, and I was like, "This is weird. Is it like <laughs> glitched? Like, okay, we're just standing here killing one thrall at a time. Like, what's the point of this?" Yeah, it happened with a bunch of strikes. Like it happened with Fallen Saber, where the Saber Shank will just like come out of this little hole in the ground. And then shoot up into the ceiling, or disappear <laughs> and reappear somewhere else in the arena. I'm like, oh, that's oh, cool, sweet. I guess. Uh, and with this, it's the thrall just like casually coming out one at a time. It's like in a a bad action movie where only one dude fights the main character at one time, even though there's a giant mob of them. Uh, which is unfortunate because this is one of the cool. I love this strike just for the sheer volume of enemies that appear. Yeah, I used I used this exact section for uh, what was that quest where you had to make a certain number of orbs of light using your a single super. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're it's doing like at the, the beginning uh, of Taken King, I think yep. when that mission uh, quest appeared, it was like yeah. a, a subclass quest or something. Yeah, the subclass quest required you to do this. Yeah, I, I did this on my Voidwalker. I just blew these thrall up three times. Nice. I did 
uh, I would either I would do the strike uh, Sepik. I would do Sepik's Prime Devil's Lair, and I would backtrack all the way to the steps and go down underneath the house where those, <laughs> those three three knights, three, three uh, the three majors are, and just yeah. Nova bomb them. Nice. Uh, and then kill the thrall, man. Just again, there's so there's usually there used to be so many enemies here. Like one titan with a blind bubble, you could just go completely ham on everything here. Uh, I have a video I think of my team breaking the spawns where they weren't even coming in the doors; they were just like popping into existence because we we're killing them so fast. Uh, it was hilarious. And then the push forward guardians, uh, I listed as the second greatest bottleneck kill zone in the game, where all these <laughs> stupid fallen just cram into this little tiny hallway, which is like perfect Nova yeah. Bomb material, <laughs> or Fist of Havoc material, or anything. It's uh, the first greatest bottleneck, I still believe, is the Undying Mind, the vanilla version of Undying Mind, uh, with the staircase, where just like tons and tons oh, yeah. and tons of yellow bar vex come down the steps. You can just chain supers forever. Yep. Uh, then Eris chimes in with uh, the hive have stirred the sca- have stirred the scavengers. Omnigol's clever using the fallen against you. Uh, the hive have not stirred the scavengers here. Again, this happens during the dark beyond. In fact, Ghost makes a point to tell us that the hive are spilling onto the surface and keeping the fallen busy. So it's no real surprise. <laughs> That this is happening. And then she says she's they're using the fallen against us. And I like this because it makes Omnigol seem like a strategist. But this has been fallen territory since the very, 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 very beginning of the game. Yeah. Like, this is this is their house. Like the Warmind mission, you're attacked by a bunch of fallen in this very same spot. Uh this is their turf. Like, she's not using them against us. They just happen to be here. And it's the House of Kings. Like, the House of Kings is not easily manipulated. So, Although, if she really was manipulating them, they're kind of getting payback now out in the uh, Plague Lands. <clears throat> so, then you fight through the Fallen. Uh, this is the last array area. And the array is closed for completely unexplained reasons. This happens well after the last array with the arrays are opened. Why they're not here, I do not know. (laughs) Uh, But at least you get last array music when you're up here, or you get some musical cues that are similar to the last array, which is nice. Uh, And you have to kill Fiskin, King Baron, one of the few named House of Kings that we we see sort of in the wild. Then we have to run through or to the Jovian complex. Uh, but first, we have to run through Skywatch to get there. And Skywatch leads us to this poor dude, the protector of the will, who we mentioned earlier. This guy. Oh, the loneliest hive. Yeah, he is the least killed hive in the game, I think. <laughs> uh, this guy is so ignored that Penny Arcade did a comic about how he is so ignored. <laughs> And then he gets really sad and cries because nobody wants to fight with him. He's got a uh, cool name and everything. I know. I'll link that. I'll link that in the show notes. Uh, Protector of the Will. I'll link that uh, Penny Arcade comic. It's pretty funny. 
uh, run past him. So then we get to this center, the Jovian. So this zone didn't exist before uh, the dark below. This Jovian complex was added as you run through the cedar. It used to end down in that lower area, and they added this door on the back that your ghost can hack. <sighs> Whoa. Uh, so Omnigal's only purpose is to usher in Crota's return. If she lives, our fight against Crota's armies may never end. Uh, so that, that, <laughs> yeah, her job is to make a million thrall babies. That's her purpose. But then the second part of the comment, I guess, confirms that our fight against her armies will never end, or Crota's armies will never end, because she'll just keep spitting out thrall babies. Uh, and it's here where we get sort of one of the greatest snark lines in the game. Via Eris, which is not who you'd probably expect it from, but it's great. <laughs> so, the, in its dying breath, the Traveler created the ghosts to open doors. Uh, I thought there was something wrong with my game the first time I heard that. I'm like, what? <laughs> we have a hilariously funny joke that's a callback to the first cutscene in the game made by Eris about something that the players themselves joke about. Bravo. <laughs> this is like the most meta joke in Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and when you unlock that door, it does a little smiley face on the console. It looks just like the colon capital D face. <laughs> and then this is when you first encounter Omnigul in the bottom of the Jovian complex. Uh, Omnigul destroy her is what Eris says. Not silence your screams. Uh, and as pointed out here by Sherbert, it's possible to kill her right here. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor Omnigal. Mm-hmm. So abused. Yeah. This is the entering into the farming strategy. Yeah, you can, like, tether her, and then if you get Celestial Nighthawk, you golden gunner, and it kills her, kills her really quick. You just drop her, um, if you're pretty organized with it. And then you can get the drops from it, like the grasp and the bond and all that, all that goodness. You can get, um, yeah, like legendaries and stuff like that. And then you just wipe in that room. You could get. Yeah, you could. Like you don't yeah. have to. You don't guarantee get them, but you can. Like it's the same loot tables and. Well, and then you wipe right, in the room the and you get yeah yeah. You wipe in the room and you spawn right out the door, so you could just rinse and repeat right there. It was farm pretty well, but then they they patched it. Sad. They did, and they didn't patch it because of Grasp of Malak. They patched it because all the drops there were 365. Yeah, it was all about that light grind. Yep. So I will totally admit my team did this. Uh, it was We did it with one Dark Drinker and two Raze Lighters. I would run in the room, tether her immediately, and we would just open up as quickly as possible. Uh, <laughs> dark Drinker for ad control and the two Raze Lighters just to melt Omnigul. Uh, and my whole crew, we got to 365 really quick doing this to be raid ready. So, because now she will only drop rewards once during a strike and will require the strike to be finished to drop additional rewards, meaning you have to complete the strike and start over to benefit from it. Very sad. Uh, that is sad. But this is another great part of this strike, uh, you know, where before we're fighting tons of Fallen uh, and tons of Hive. Now we have this little hallway leading to the back of the Jovian complex, and we are literally fighting <laughs> Wizards, Thrall, Curse Thrall, Acolytes, Boomer Knights, Sword Knights, and an Ogre. 
Like that's yeah. awesome. Why isn't it is? Why aren't all the strikes like that? Except for Malak, you can keep those taken. I don't care about them. <laughs> I mean, I guess that kind of happens in Devil's Lair, where we fight captains, vandals, shanks, dregs, and a tank all at the same time. But the room is so that the blast so big. is so yeah. big. You just stand back and snipe. You can't do that here. You get you get rushed down quick by the sword knights. <laughs> yeah, you can't icebreaker all these guys. <laughs> So that's and that's super fun if everybody's got their supers charged and you're just going crazy on that hill. Uh, there's two wizards. There's two wizards out in the right and that one cursed thrall that hides down there. <laughs> and they're like they're major cursed thralls too. Yes, so they are. annoying. So and it's worth. I guess it's oh yeah. So once she's back from the Jovian complex, the real fight begins. So it's worth noting now, as we mentioned at the start of the show, the enemies here are all part of the blood of Oryx, not the spawn of Crota. And among their ranks are Ascendant Hive, including, like, Ascendant Acolytes, which apparently is a thing, because you can get killed by them. So this is a serious protection effort on the part of Oryx. So again, this didn't seem significant when you're doing it in the dark below, but again, in hindsight now, this is, like, Oryx's private army defending Omnigul. So, not insignificant, so... But also strange. I guess. I'm like, well, so if Eris is the vengeful ex-girlfriend, Oryx, Oryx is the dad who's protecting his son's new girlfriend from the crazy ex-girlfriend? <laughs> well, from an actual, like, law perspective of that, girlfriends aside, he's protecting who, like, this is the wizard spawning his son's broods making yes. his son's army. So it kind of yeah. makes sense for him to provide a little protection for that. Because um, otherwise, you know, without an army, like, Crota doesn't have a lot. Pun not intended. Yes. <laughs> I'm not explaining that one. People can figure it out. And then, unlike other wizards, Omnigul has an arc shield instead of a solar shield. But that is because she is not a real ultra. Uh, Three of coins does not work on her. Uh, The glimmer reward is different, and she is vulnerable to suppressor suppressor and flashbang grenades, as well as the Helm of Saint-14. Man, in the arc burn days, this last fight was impossible. (laughs) It was just brutal. Everything in that room does arc damage to you, except... Except Acolyte's regular attacks. It's like, Wizard shoots you with Ark, and Boomer shoots you with Ark, and Thrall hits you with Ark, and <laughs> it was a nightmare. Oh my yeah. god. Everything that hits you kills you immediately. Yeah. So does anybody even do this strike anymore? Like, okay, you can't farm her anymore, and she never worked with Three of Coins. I mean, if yeah. you're, I mean without farming... Without being able to farm the grass of Malak, I don't know if anybody's really doing this that much anymore. I just I mean, assume that matchmaking, gotta, everybody that loads into the strike in the playlist just immediately pulls out their ghost and leaves. Yeah, yeah well, uh, when we're doing it for, like, Three of Coins farming, we skip this and we skip Dust Palace. Right. Because they just don't do Although anything. this mission, I use... Everyone, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, everyone was farming it when uh, Rise of Iron dropped. Yeah, because yeah, they the just patched it. Up. They just patched it out. Right, right. 
So I used to use it. I used to like when this strike came around because you could pop a black wax idol in ether seeds and make a ton of money because there are so <laughs> many majors in this yeah. strike. Uh, but nowadays, I don't know. And I feel, I kind of feel bad. I don't feel bad for Omnigul, but she's been the subject of so much experimentation. Uh, like when it's Arc, I remember when it's Arc Burn, you slowly take out all the enemies and then you have just her and then you just rush her with suppressor grenades and Helmless Saint-14. And I did a version of this where, again, like oh, we always have two Titans and a Hunter where we drop Saint-14 on her and then we all had the fourth horseman equipped. <laughs> So you just stand in the bubble underneath her and fire up her skirt with... with Sounds like a hate crime. Yeah. Uh, It was unpleasant, especially if it was a specialist arc burn. There's no stopping that. She just just eradicated, vaporized in seconds. Nice. And then any other burn, you know, when it was solar burn, she would just get chewed apart by Gallarhorn and now by Dark Drinker. I mean, by Ray's Lighter, so... She's... It's the strike. It's the content of the strike that makes it fun and not necessarily the fight with her. Man, it makes me miss the... uh... Why didn't they bring the Vex strike back on Venus? I know, the Nexus. The Nexus. Probably because I was like, you super cheese that one with the cliff. Well, yeah. I mean, but hopefully if if they do bring it back, they'll do what they've done with some of these others and, and... mix up the encounters so that you can't just literally sprint through the entire so it's like what once you once you did that that early section where you had to kill the three servitors or and it just wouldn't let you progress yep but it's like after that you just sprint to the boss yeah, yeah. then you hide up in the rafters and shoot with a sniper rifle <laughs> it was the fastest strike in vanilla yeah, if they could throw those those strikes. SIVA machine guns up there or something and that yeah those just, SIVA turrets would be yeah. brutal up there yeah. Well, there's always there's, there's that one Vex Minotaur who spawns with a void shield. So it's like you have two people sniping and one person just camping him with a void shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> and the second he appears, you turn around. See, what I used to do on that part was I would get him to follow me and I would backtrack through the map and go out on that cliff. And I would just hang out there and run to one end and run back and he would never spawn again. And the other two guys would just sit up there and shoot. What? Oh, yeah. You yeah, just, it was it was You just got him lost back in the previous area? Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, just uh, where you where all those vex spawn on that like little cliffside yeah, when yeah. you come out of the caves, yeah. yeah. So I would just run to one end of that that cliffside like up the kind of up the hill a little bit before we go back in the cave mm-hmm. and wait for him to run towards me. I just double jump over him, run to the other end and just keep running back and forth. <laughs> nice. On that other note that somebody said, I don't I don't want to know anything about Siva and Vex meeting. Yeah, that's pass. Yeah, Hard a, pass on that one. It's a bad scene. Uh, mention all this. Mention all this. Uh, the agents of Crotus will have been defeated. The Hive will, will take will not take this transgression lightly. But you, Guardian, have given them something new to fear. As if up to this point we have not given them anything new to fear. <laughs> As we tore through all the rest of of Crota's, uh, <laughs> top <Yeah>. servants. <laughs> so we talked about the two drops. There's the Omnigul bond, uh, and then there's the grasp of Malak. Uh, sort of nobody knew who Malak was prior to this. 
uh, and then we got that whole Taken Spring expansion that explained who Malak was. All we knew from him was this description, this dutiful Malak. Many offerings of light did he make at the shrines of Oryx. Uh, sure, it makes more about comments about shrines. We know there's multiple shrines because Osiris says shrines uh, when you fly into this. But I think you brought this up last week, Sherb, about the shrine in the cauldron. Yeah, the big sphere thingy in the cauldron, which is identical to the shrine of Oryx. Yeah. So could, could that be one of the shrines of Oryx, if they're plural? So, I love that idea. I love that people were judged, or anything, life forms were judged in the cauldron and then whether they were immediately killed and their tribute sent to, to Oryx or Oryx himself handed down judgment through the shrine, like, it gives a lot more sort of cool backstory to the cauldron as an environment. Uh, and the Omnigal Bond is so ugly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It looks like an int spiky intestine <clears throat> wrapped around your arm that glows blue. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so this finished, once you did this in the dark below, though, this finished the quest, it finished the bounty, it finished off the mission. So the mission it finished off was this Disciples of Crota mission, with that whole storyline. Uh, Omnigul has fallen, Crota's will is shattered, maybe now I can find peace. Nope. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, that line is spoken by Eris in the game, like, it more or less said this line, it's like, there's audio there's from Eris that year two players will never get to hear because mm -hmm. it only exists in the context of these quest lines. And then Omnigul is no more. The light grows stronger thanks to you, Guardian. So, but then it further completes another quest called Honoring the Hidden in which Eris says, Your victories will bring peace to those who fell. I welcome you as a trusted ally of the Hidden. And the reward... What? Yeah, the reward was the class item. The uh, Dusk Torn Mark, and whatever the other two were, which I now forget off the top of my head. I should have had them written down here, but I forgot. Was that the dumb-looking uh, box hood for Hunters? Yes. The worst yep. hood, yeah, That was the stupid-looking boxy hood. Absolute worst-looking Hunter class item. Oh, my gosh. I was so glad I didn't have to wear it unless I needed like to do that bounty where you had to kill stuff while a class item was equipped. Yep. Yeah, I think for Warlocks, it was the bond that has the glowing, her glowing emblem on it, that mm -hmm. flowery-looking emblem. Right. But that hood. But oh the hood. Yeah, which is, you know, yeah. basically the hood Eris yeah. is wearing. Cloak of the Dusk Torn, I believe that is. Yeah, I always wore the, 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 hood, the hood of the spawn instead. Cloak of the Dusk Torn. Yeah, Cloak uh, of the Dusk Torn, Mark of the Dusk Born, and Curse of the Hidden. There you go. Is the bond. Although if you Google search Cloak of the Dusk Torn, the very first hit is Stupid Looking Cloak of the Dusk Torn. <laughs> <laughs> from the Bungie forums. <laughs> uh, it's perfect. Uh, this cloak has to be one of the most aesthetically atrocious pieces of equipment in the game. It makes your hunter look like a nun. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I always thought. I always thought of the flying nun. I'm like, I'm Sally Field. The flying nun. Wow. <laughs> uh, but the other one she used to sell was Cloak of the Spawn, and I still have one in my vault. It's a really cool looking cloak. Mm-hmm. 
She had like a second tier of class items that you had to get her up to a certain rank to be able to purchase. Yes. And they were all better than these. Yeah. Yeah. I still have I'm pretty I still have the mark and I still have the cloak because yeah, they the were bond so had like green flames shooting out of it and stuff. It was neat. Did those those didn't come those are legendary. They did not come back with the last expansion, did they? Or what they said they were going to update Rise of Iron to include all the so, I mean, I've only ranked Eris a couple times in Rise of Iron, so I'm not sure if they might be in her loot pool oh, when she gives awesome. you a, a rep package. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, someone told me that the Queen's ship, that, that one that I have, the Chasing Infinity, mm-hmm. is back in the the uh, Petra loot pool. Ooh. Yeah, but yeah, then you yeah. got to do Petra. You know, it takes three weeks to get one rank <laughs> right. from her. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what the, it was hidden. Hidden was has. saying that at, at the derp meetup. He's like, I showed him my ship. I'm like, hey, anybody got this ship? And they're like, oh, where'd you get that? And, and I said, oh, I've had it since like week two or whatever. Oh, so here we go. I have all three of them in my inventory right now. So Curse of the Hidden, which is the Warlock Bond, uh, is I vowed to avenge them all, and this curse I will carry to my final death, Ariana 3. Then there's Mark of the Spawn. It's not an acolyte's loincloth. It's the spoils of war. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Shervel. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Uh, And then I do not have the cloak. Uh, Cloak of the Dusk Torn. The quote is, I'll remember the light. Will it remember me? Saimoda. Quite possibly. Oh, yeah, that mark was the mark of the spawn. <clears throat> and then the hood of the spawn is Omar. Uh, Toland cracked the rune, or led us to believe that he did. I told him it was either that or the hive had a hell of a recipe for beer. <laughs> makes no sense, but sure. That's what Omar. Eris was making. There we go. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's in the urn. She's <laughs> making my beer. I, eyeball beer. <laughs> Well, and on Mark of the Dustborn, Eris tries to make Veltarlo sound slightly less lame. Oh, does she? She says, we called her Varak, and it was her and her thrall that finally overwhelmed him. So maybe he didn't die to just thralls. Maybe there was actually a wizard there, too. He was a defender titan. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying, okay? She's trying to make him sound that lame. (laughs) Sorry, Vel. (laughs) Jeez. So, yeah, now now I'm excited. I want a, I want an updated Hood of the Spawn. Or the Mark of the Spawn. Like, if you're a Titan and you've ever worn Mark, it's so flimsy, it's tiny. It's very much an acolyte <laughs> loincloth. Uh, good work. Oh, I guess we should read this Grimoire entry for the Will of Crota, huh? We should. We should. Who do we got here? I'm, I call Toland. Well, I'll be Omar. I'll just go Eris and Ariana. And, <laughs> and Sai. And Sai. Three girls to pick from. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Note, there's no Vel. This must have happened after. Yes. I mean, I guess I can be Eris. She says two things. <laughs> you can do all three. Just do three different voices. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can always give one to X-Ray. Oh, yeah. Right. X-Ray, what are you doing? Pick one. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, nothing. You can be Eris. Do you want to be Sai or do you want to be, oh, you want to be Eris? Make, make Those screams. 
and I was just starting to tune them out. It has been told that with these screams, another spawn is awakened, birthed in the name of the god it holds. Crota. I'm afraid so. They call this one Omnigul, mother of the spawn. How do you... I'd rather not know. Commands echoed through the dark, fetid caverns. Orders carried out with grinding stone and squeaking claw, skittering thrall and blade against bone. Well, now he's on a roll. I hear them, even when I don't. I will tear this Omnigal's throat out. If you were to do so, our work here would be done. Without a will to raise its army and herald its descendants, there is no Crota to fear, at least here and now. Then we follow the screams. And take their eyes. Bring <laughs> <laughs> me the eyes. <laughs> Alright, so that's yeah. that's it. That was all of the dark below, and looking back, there's a lot more significance hidden in here looking back than there was at the time. But <laughs> still, this is a big deal at the time. There was a lot well, of cool stuff introduced. And looking back, there was a lot more content than people gave it credit for. True. Yeah, we this haven't touched a, we haven't touched the raid yet either. Yeah. I mean, I mean this is this is the same size as Rise of Iron, right? Just about so far that we've gotten. At least this story kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's lots of hidden significance in Rise of Iron and we just don't know about it. That's yet. I mean that's possible like maybe maybe we'll get the same sort of hindsight with Rise of Iron that we get here where we look back and go, "Oh, that that makes sense now." Hopefully when that happens that stuff's all still in the game though. Yeah. We'll be on to Destiny 2 by then and this will Oh, be. well yeah, then it definitely won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Old hat. Won't won't. So. But this is our first big introduction to the hive, like our first huge introduction to first Crota and Toland and Ascendancy and the Hive Pantheon. Like this this set the a lot of the stage for the Taken King. Uh it really set that stage for a lot of stuff we see now, especially Fallen fighting the Hive and these weird rituals that the Hive have and things that are still untapped. So, and all this leads to Crota's End, which we will cover on the next episode. And it was, it was a fun, I liked, I liked that, that expansion. I mean, it, like you said, it got kind of a bad rap early on, but, uh, I think it ended on a on a good note and and I was talking about this over the weekend too just you know that raid was not as easy I mean it wasn't easy no the first time you got in there no. and especially doing it legit you know I mean I hated I mean it was it was kind of nice because of the way you had to level up your gear during and we'll talk about this next episode yeah. but you know it was it was just you had to you know it you felt like you almost had to cheese stuff to get enough of the of the of the the uh, uh, oh what were they called all the different uh, oh all the oh the upgrade items up your gear yeah the yeah, radiant, yeah, like yeah radiant energy and right, radiant shards right. yeah I feel like yeah. for with with the next episode we'll also have to talk about that year one light system and how yeah. it absolutely because so and how it different was, it was from year two and now year weird, three but the weird economy with a million different currencies and yeah things you need the grind to, was so real was i mean it was super real uh i'd rather grind for you know a hundred exotic sword crap than <laughs> than uh 
than doing than doing that again, trying to level up your gear. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean there was there was it was hard. The whole the whole thing was hard because you weren't you know you you weren't max leveled and you couldn't you know I was sitting here thinking, man, I'm gonna be I can be three seventy with my alts and not even play any of the game hardly because of the way the the level system yeah. works. And back then though, you couldn't run through the story you know and have a tough time on one character and then level up your other two and then just fly through it it was right. a hard it was hard <laughs> all three times you played it no yeah i mean it was it was real i mean it was it was tough so it was and that's what i like too i mean i like the you know you mentioned this earlier that you know it it kind of it it seemed it was a lot different and all these different missions had like you know they they meant something in the the enemies were hard and and that's what I that's the one thing I kind of miss now is like even playing through this I haven't in Rise of Iron I haven't really hit a something that was really challenging now granted I haven't played the raid yet but nothing in the story m- missions or anything like that have have just like stumped me I'm like oh I got to play it over and over and over and over and try to figure out the right strategy on my own but you had to do that back in in the dark below. You had yeah. to figure out how to how to get through all these really tough parts. So, but man, well, yeah. Good, sadly, good I think that that difficulty and the people who complained that it was too grindy and not rewarding enough led to where we sort of are now, where for the most part everything is quote unquote super rewarding and also not hard. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Let's make yeah, the game easy so everyone feels good about it. Well, we're yeah. doing. I did the raid. We did the raid earlier this week, and my crew is on their second and third go-throughs for Outbreak Prime. Uh, I, I mean, I infused my first one into my hung jury immediately. <laughs> but, you know, my brother was like, oh, I only have one character left to do it on, and that's my hunter, who he, he ignores uh, forever. So he switches over to his hunter, infuses a bunch of gear, and he's like... 386 immediately on this hunter. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I haven't touched this character since this expansion dropped, and I'm 386 right now. Yeah. Let's just go smoke the raid. Like, <laughs> so yeah, you couldn't do that. Like, you had to very deliberately. And it made playing three different classes really difficult. You know, people used to for to get to max level or max light, you had to have three of the same class, mm-hmm. so you could run the raid three times and give all that gear to one character. <laughs> right. Whereas now it's just sort of like that, except you can play any class. Yeah, and just pass it off for infusion mm-hmm. if you get doubles or triples of a thing. So mm-hmm. I mean, people, it was it was so grindy, and you knew how much loot you could get per week that people could estimate exactly when they were going to hit max level. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, I got to do the raid and get these gear, this gear, three more times before I'll even get close. You know. And we still use a lot of these missions for farm. Like, I still use Siege of the Warmind to do tons of different bounties or gunsmith stuff. So good for that. Uh, And you're talking, I think you mentioned last week, X-Ray, that you used to use that initial mission, Fist of Crota, to hunt for Husk of the Pit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not only that, but, I mean, there was... The sword kill bounties. Kill three sword and get so many kills with a sword, and you could do it all right there. So... And that was, I mean, that was like baked into the gameplay. Right. Also, it's because we had the the Blades of Crota invading, and then they took that world event away, but left all the bounties that required a sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird, but 
Well, it, yeah, we sort of touched on the fact that Eris had bounties. That they were often very frustrating. Oh, man. <laughs> the, what was the Titan-specific one? You had to kill wizards with shoulder charge in the air? Yeah, but it was, yeah and it was like, what were hers? Did they cycle weekly or daily? I think it was daily, but it was like each day she would have one that class was class-specific. Yeah. Yep. It was like, oh, if it wasn't your day, you just... You got one less bounty that day. I was like, That's I remember weird. the the hunter one was uh, kill a wizard while cloaked with a sniper. Yep. So you had to like crouch, cloak, and snipe a wizard, and you had to do like three times. And it was, I mean, it sounds easy, but it's annoying. You know, I, had, what I mean, I it's had like, patience and time, so that was easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't remember what the warlock one was. Though. I don't remember. I can't remember off top of my head either. Yeah, let's find out. But th- this is what we were dealing with by the way, in year one. Year one was fun, but man, it was a pain in the butt sometimes. It was yeah. just, like I said, it was, so, it was very grindy. Uh, shine a light. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll get into a lot of that grindiness in the next episode just because it's more appropriate to talk about it then. But yes, it sure. was a much a much more frustrating world that we lived in. Did she? Uh, maybe there wasn't a warlock specific one. Oh, there. I'm probably there. No, I think it was, it was bounties. Like... <clears throat> okay, blades of Crota. Hunt the knights who serve the blades of Crota on the earth and the moon. Bone breaker. Kill hive wizards with shoulder charge. Cut them down. Kill hive using a blade sword on earth. Cut to the quick. Rapidly kill ten hive with arc blade. Deadshot collector. Kill hive with precision damage while under the effect of a black wax idol. Husk Reaper, collect husk shards by defeating Hive in any destination. Illuminator, generate 50 orbs of light. One of us, kill Hive majors or ultras with any Eris class item equipped. Sleight of hand, rapidly kill five Hive with your throwing knife. Uh, and unseen, oh, yeah. while invisible, land the killing blow on a Hive wizard with a sniper rifle. She had one that was called Light the Dark that was rapidly kill 10 Hive with grenade abilities while under the effect of Radiance. Yes. And then one called Purifier that was kill 7 Hive at once with a Nova Bomb. So, Awake the Hive, and that one's easy. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that the throwing knife one you had to have Gambler's Dagger on. Was it Gambler's Dagger? Which one that gives you your knife back when you use a headshot? When you get a headshot with a knife? I think that's it. So you had to maybe quick. Oh, oh, there's way more. Hold on. Oh yeah, there's a bunch. I was thinking you'd get some days where there wasn't a class specific yeah. one, and you could everybody could do them all, and everyone was happy. And oh, then other added, days, they added extra ones. Atonement rapidly kill three hive with a special weapon five times. Uh, uh so so uh, oh. sorry. The gambler's dagger just gives you an additional throwing knife. That's what I thought. It was the knife juggler. Knife is uh, juggler. the the ah. precision kills immediately reset its cooldown. Bone shaker kill seven hive at once with fist of havoc. Chase the dark kill hive with axion bolt. Uh, hard fall rapidly kill four hive with a heavy weapon. Uh, let's dance rapidly kill seven enemies with a melee attack I remember that one because it was easy if you had blade dancer because arc blade counts as a melee attack but trying to kill Mm -hmm. seven enemies with a melee attack the sword counted though so you could load up the fist of crota grab the sword and kill a bunch of thrall with the sword 
Yeah, light to dark. Kill 10 hive with grenade abilities while under the effect of radiance. Uh, out of sight, kill hive from behind. Shine a light. Use solar or arc ability to kill enemies. And then siege of the war mind. Yeah, sleight of hand. Defeat hive. Precision damage your throwing knife. The cleansing. Kill majors or ultras in a nightfall activity. The Awakening, the Will of Crota, and Unwavering Light complete five bounties in a single day. Thanks, Eris. Yeah, I wish some of those were still around because it would give me something other than Court of Oryx to do to <laughs> rank her up. Oh, I know. Oof. I mean, are her drops going to go up on Tuesday? Like, is she going to be a source of up to 400 I... class items and artifacts? I believe so. Uh, here, one second. I had the exact text of that because my little group is very excited about uh, <laughs> Archon's Forge. Yeah, uh, now that you, you said that earlier, now I'm like, I can't wait to do Archon's Forge on Tuesday. Yeah. Strike <laughs> Hordes, Nightfall, Exotic Engrams, Trials of Osiris, Crucible, and Iron Banner will now provide rewards up to 400 light. Archon's so, Forge, the Heroic Siva Strike playlist, and Legendary Engrams now provide rewards up to 385 light. Rare Engrams and Siva Strike playlist now provide rewards up to 365 light. For players forging their path through Wrath of the Machine, Trials of Osiris, and Iron Banner, these activities will now attempt to reward higher light on average than your current light. Artifacts and ghosts were dropping from fewer sources than intended and have been added to Archon's Forge completion rewards. These items will now drop at 400 light. In faction packages, the rate at which ghosts are rewarded has been increased. Likewise, the rate of artifacts from Eris's faction, paction, faction package have been increased. But no mention of... Doesn't mention... Well, it says that... Oh, doesn't I mean, mention... Does, it doesn't really mention faction packages at all, except to say that they're going to have more ghosts in them, right? Yeah. But I assume they're going to go up to 400. I mean, they're going above 385 already. Yeah. So, assuming they don't nerf that. Then <laughs> yeah, good old Jalal gave me a 386 ghost. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Archon's Forge is going to be the, new, the place to be now. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So, just because... I feel like giving a shout out to a couple people right now. Um, while we're sitting here, I got two invites to play Trials. Oh, nice. And from a, a Talish Mass and the Assassin, uh, what number is that? IV4. <laughs> the Assassin 4. And then a guy named Dragus Shadow says, How's it going, big fan? Just wanted to put it out there. If you ever want to want or need help in game, I'd love to run with you. So thanks, appreciate it, and yeah, for sure, add me and and uh, we can run some time. So also, if you're so, if you're so out cool. there and you're interested in that kind of thing, you should go to our website, which is destinyghoststories.com, among and join others. our chat. Yeah, yes. among others, <laughs> find the secret <laughs> URLs. But <laughs> join our chat where people LFG all the time, and we play with those people all the time, and it's much easier for us to respond to those kinds of requests than to random people we get messages from in-game. It's not yeah. that we're... It's not that we don't like you if you send us a random message in-game. It's just usually by the time we're in-game, we've already had 10 people in our chat say, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? You know what I mean? So we're probably already in a group. Yeah. So join and the other thing. and ask us early. I feel, and I feel bad about that too. Just lately, uh, 
when I'm with my fire team, my regular fire team, I have notifications turned off on Xbox Live. So if you have sent me a message or an invite or something, it's not that I am ignoring you. It's that, that I did not see it because when I'm playing with my crew, it's just me playing with my crew. Uh, and I turn notifications back on when we're done. So if you sent me something, I didn't respond. I apologize, but I just didn't get it. <laughs> uh, and also shout out to all the folks in the Slack chat this week who have been awesome about chiming in and, and having these discussions and had some cool folks just bringing things up and uh thanks to seth for chiming in on a few things too so it's a good time good conversations going on the the lore hive channel and the lore general channel haven't seen haven't been this busy in a long time <laughs> it's all been rise of iron stuff so yeah yeah so uh oh and we got we got in trouble gavel uh you and me specifically yeah, yeah, got called out on uh, bailing on somebody. <laughs> so Flavorous from the Derp fam said that uh, we were supposed to run some, I think it was Iron Banner with him or something one night, and you ended up in a raid, and I ended up, I think I might have either jumped in their group or I was online but didn't didn't <laughs> join. So Well, okay, but that was... That was right after Rise of Iron came out, and we sort of offhandedly remarked that maybe we would hop on and do something that Sunday since we weren't recording. Oh, is that what that was? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so plans didn't work out. If if they want to have a DGS versus DRP PvP match, Ooh. let's do it. Oh, yeah. is that what they were? Is that yes. what that was supposed to be? Yes, let's freaking mm. do it. All the acronyms. <laughs> Any of them that are listening, they know how to get a hold of me super easily. I'm in their Discord. <laughs> Oh, I let's, got invited to the Discord too. Yeah, this, just today, so let's do it. They've got a lore channel now, so yeah. But yeah, any, any if they wanna if they wanna throw down private matches are a thing. Jeez, you're, you got all hardcore all of a sudden. I was just like, yeah. hey, we need to go run something no. with this guy. And you're like, oh, we got we got a one v one him, bro. <laughs> no, we're gonna three v three him. I stuffed a one v one Michael. <laughs> so all right, let's wrap this thing up. Yeah, it was a good show. Yes, and uh, man. Good times. We will uh, be back next week with uh, some some raid talk. Yeah, with Crota Zen. So, we're gonna wrap up yeah. wrap up this three part dark below look. Uh, we may do. I'm thinking about maybe doing a recap and sort of like tying some strings together with all the stuff that we've experienced. Like we've talked about a bunch of things so far here. Like, hey, this is like the lead into Oryx, and this is the weird thing that eris did with the hidden and you know this is the start of the fights between the fallen and the hive and so maybe recap maybe not we'll see we'll see how long crota's end goes right uh, so. which will be about seven minutes on a ddr <laughs> dance pad <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna say <laughs> blindfolded is this is this with pre-nerf twilight garrison yeah <laughs> using an in, right. using an inverted russian controller oh brother the rock band oh. kit, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody. We will see you. Uh, see you next time. Yeah. Have a good night. Goodbye.